Recorded live. Good evening and welcome to our podcast. We are People Against Covert Torture and Surveillance International. Today is Monday, June 27th, 2016. We're here on Monday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern Time to educate and assist those who are targets of organized stalking, remote electronic assaults, and more. And to let you know that you are not alone and that there are many thousands and millions of us nationwide and worldwide working together for our freedom. Views expressed during our podcast are those of our callers and not necessarily those of PAX International. I'm Derek Robinson, the moderator. Our guests this evening are psychologist Dr. Seth Farber and technology expert Todd Giffen to speak about the Left Forum. And now for a few announcements. For those watching the progress of Dave Voigt, who is walking across America to, to raise awareness of our issues, he says that next week he will be in the vicinity of southern Ohio, hiking along Route 50, which includes the towns of Athens, MacArthur, Chillicothe, Rainsboro, Fayetteville, Milford, and Cincinnati. PIs uh, that are near those areas are encouraged to meet up with Dave, if possible, and show your support for his venture with items such as supplies, food, and funding for his trip. For more information, Dave can be reached at 864-710-3335. More later about Dave and his walk. The next meeting of the Portland Support Group will be Saturday, July the 9th, 2016, from 3.30 p.m. to 5.30 p.m at the Hollywood Branch Library, 4040 Northeast Tillamook in Portland, Oregon. The contact person is Amy. She can be reached at A-M-Y-L-A-D-E-R-Y-E-S at gmail.com. TI Media Day is Saturday, July the 23rd, and it's organized by Jamia Lee, in Tom's River, New Jersey, from 11 a.m. to 6 p.m. This is an opportunity for TIs to be filmed while they provide testimonies, discuss facts, and stats regarding technologies impacting them. Jamie says we will wrap up events with a town hall conference. Jamie Lee is accepting donations, and if anyone has questions, all information is on the flyer which is posted on the homepage of the PAX website, which is paxntl.org. I'd like to say thanks to all those who are becoming members of PAX International. It is much appreciated. Our membership fee is $25, and uh, you may uh, donate by PayPal, and there are three methods to donate uh, using your PayPal account. You can send directly to info at paxntl.org, or you can click the Donate button at our website, which is paxntl.org. Or there is a PayPal link, which is paypal.me slash paxntl. You may also mail your check or money order to our PO box, which is Pax International, 
P.O. Box 5405 in Hammett, California, 92544. Okay, late last month, a conference called the Left Forum was held in New York City to discuss social issues which concern progressives. Although this conference has been ongoing since the early 2000s, this is the first year that our cause was represented there through the presentations of Dr. Seth Farber and technology expert Todd Giffen. Todd graciously spoke to us a couple of weeks ago when Dr. Farber could not attend. However, tonight, Dr. Farber joins the discussion to present his perspective on this event. Dr. Seth Farber is a writer, social critic, dissident, psychologist, visionary, activist in the human rights and anti-war movements, and a supporter of animal rights and co-founder of the Network Against Coercive Psychiatry. A critic of the mental health system, he has been a guest on many television and radio shows. In the last two years, he has become a supporter of the TI movement against non-consensual experiments. Dr. Farber has had four books previously published, including a book on Jewish critics of Israel, and numerous essays and articles. His first book, Madness, Heresy, and the Rumor of Angels, The Revolt Against the Mental Health System, contained a foreword by renowned psychiatrist-slash-activist Dr. Thomas Saaz, a co-founder of the Citizens Commission on Human Rights. Dr. Farber is also an editor of the pioneering scholarly review the Journal of Mind and Behavior, and it's available for consultations. So at this time, we'd like to welcome to our program Dr. Seth Farber and technology expert Todd Giffen. And guys, I think I know where you're located. Let me go ahead and unmute your lines. Okay, Dr. Farber, I think that you are uh-huh. here. Hi, Todd. Dr. Farber, is that you? Yes. Okay, thank you. Great. Um, glad you guys can be here tonight. Yeah, thanks. Uh, Dr. Farber, we'd like to start with you then. Um, if you could, why don't we start at the beginning, which is um, how did you discover our community and how did you get started with activism with, uh, with us a couple years uh, ago? Uh, I, so they, you discovered me. <laughs> I was on Alex Jones, uh, I think about two years ago, two years ago or, or slightly more, pro- about two years, close to two years ago, and I was uh, denouncing, uh, as a psychologist, I was denouncing what I call the psychiatric pharmaceutical industrial complex. The, the okay. whole, the whole mental health system, I argued, had been incorporated into the. Well, they basically psychiatrists have become pimps for the pharmaceutical company and the whole. Anyway, I was discussing that on on Alex Jones, and I was uh, uh, some uh, a, a targeted individual, uh, Sister Ali. I don't know if she's still involved. Um, Amy or Sister Ali? Amy, yes, Amy Anderson. Uh huh. She's still involved. Anyway, she called me up and told me about this, and then uh, I did some uh, independent research and more people called me and then uh you know it was pretty obvious to me that um that uh 
since I'm a, a critic of the the system, I don't. Uh, I'm not so credulous that I um, believe that anybody who deviates from the uh, norm is uh, 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 paranoid, delusional, mentally ill, whatever. I'm gonna take uh, that off. Cut that off. Yeah. So, uh, um, yeah, the the research I did was pretty convincing that uh, the deep state is involved in these nefarious activities on uh, thousands of individuals in this country that are continuation of uh, uh, on with different technology, but a continuation of the kinds of things that were done under MK Ultra, which is public knowledge. This isn't public knowledge because of the church committee and articles written. Okay. Uh, yeah, so now I've been consulted by a number of uh, TIs. Yeah. Okay, so um, have you been involved with this, uh, with the left forum in prior years to this year? Yeah, I have uh, presented there. Um, I'm going there for many years, but I didn't start presenting until my last book, my, my fifth book, came out in uh, 2012. I don't think I did in 2012, but 2013, 2000, and I don't know, three. This I think this is my third year that I that I presented. This was the only year that I, the first year that I attempted to include targeted individuals uh, that were invited. You know, Todd to speak on it. I, I introduced him and. Uh, uh, integrated the critique of psychiatry. I mean, how can you not with the um, uh, persecution of targeted individuals, considering the role that uh, psychiatry? When I say psychiatry, I mean the whole mental health system. The psychiatrists are just at the top of that, the hierarchy. Then below them, there's psychologists, as I am, and then there's psychiatric social workers and psychiatric nurses and, you know, a whole, whole group of people who make their, their living um, uh, through the mental health system, the, the ones that seem to be uh, often uh, somewhat aware, at least aware of the, the, the nefarious deeds they're doing, um, not necessarily aware of the targeted individuals that are targeted, they don't have to be because they believe everybody... Part of their religion is that everybody is mentally ill and should be on drugs, and that's what's been happening in America uh, since the 1970s when the uh, psychiatric... So this is a, a boondoggle for them, more more as the article in the Times kind of indicated. Uh, uh, they now can uh, define a whole new group of people with mentally ill and put them on drugs, and this is what happens to them. Either they, they target individuals, go voluntarily thinking they're going to get help, or they're forced there by family members or friends. So um, yeah, I had gone before as a critic of uh, psychiatry, and this was the first year I discussed. Not only was it the first year that I discussed, mostly Todd discussed, I discussed it a little bit, it was the first year in which there were five panels. They, uh, there are like 4,000 people that go, but you don't speak to, only the celebrities speak to two or 3,000 people. Uh, the rest of the people, 
celebrities in the past have included people like Michael Moore, Oliver Stone, just mentioning the most well-known among them, um, mm-hmm. um, and other others that are not less well-known intellectuals known to some people like Cornell West. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. Jesse um, uh, Jackson, I believe, was, was one of them. Who? I said Jesse Jackson, I think, was one of the speakers. Uh, I don't know if he was, not in recent years. I mean, maybe years ago. Yeah. Well, this was, I was looking at something. I think this was years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Generally, the leftists are are very critical of the, uh, the left-wing form is very critical of the Democratic Party, which has become the voice not of progressive change, but of... uh, neoliberalism Um, in fact that was the name of my um, uh, talk I gave so so this has been going on uh, for for years the left form and uh, at the time Todd and I gave our the seminar there were three people Um, uh, the the other Todd and, and Lauren are both victims of psychiatry known as psychiatric survivors. Uh, That's the term they usually use. And um, I'm a dissident psychiatrist, and Todd is also a targeted individual. But there were about six. At the time we gave our speech, there were like uh, 30 other people giving seminars. And uh, of the seminars I noticed this year, there were like eight on the deep state. Is everyone familiar with that term, deep state? Because it's a term that's I'm, really... Yeah. Every, mm-hmm. They are? Well, maybe not everyone. Uh, yeah. Could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, actually, I don't have my... I had it written down. Some, I had a good definition of it, but um, um, that I'd wrote down. I don't think I have it here. I think it's in another book. It would take me a while to find it, but so I'll have to just... Yeah, I mean, basically, it's the, the that part of the state. So it used to be called the shadow government. Um, that, right. That that that, that uh, the CIA, the FBI, that kind of exists uh, invisible and remains unaccountable to the legislator, the judiciary, um, and uh, other institutions of of government. So it exercises power. In a in a dictator in a in a way that uh, you know one would exercise groups would exercise power in a totalitarian regime as it's not accountable to, to anyone since its operations are unknown and uh, and denied by the mainstream press the corporate press as we saw in the New York Times um, so uh, now most of the people talking on deep state and um, uh, we're talking about things like the assassination of, uh, I said, and uh, I went to a couple of them, uh, the assassination. Well, one guy spoke uh, uh, for quite a long time on the, the conspiracy the, uh, around the assassination of Martin Luther King Jr. Um, and, uh, and on that same panel, someone talked about how Timothy McVeigh was a, uh, an agent of the CIA also. So Martin Luther King Jr., most people probably know by now, was, was murdered by a 
combination of forces, including the the FBI. Uh, but um, th- that panel was on assassination. So these, these are, I mean, this is obviously one thing the deep state has done in addition to targeting individuals. And, uh, well, many of the targeted individuals have been eventually assassinated or, or, or um, been, uh, many, many have just been assassinated by the same uh, groups, the CIA. Um, in fact... Frank Olson uh, comes to mind as a rather well-known person I was reading about recently. Uh, They did a much better article. I don't know if you ever saw that article about Olson, who was... You know, the CIA had a cover story about him. I I don't know if that's the word for it. Limited hangout, maybe, the word? Uh, Uh, Cover story is what I usually hear, yes. Well, the cover story makes him look bad, but the real story is much worse. So the cover story about Frank Olson was that they gave him unwittingly, unknowingly gave him that he was a, he was a CIA agent, and they unknowingly gave him LSD, and he jumped out of the window. The, the, the real truth is that they assassinated him, and that was actually reported in the New York Times magazine section like 15 years ago. So anyway, the the deep state. Uh, uh, engages in things that we know, even publicly, that 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 in the past that have ranged from, you know, experimenting, uh, giving radioactive uh, uh, material and foods. Uh, this was something that uh, Clinton uh, investigated and apologized for all the, from from the Tukashi experiment to the all the non-consensual experiments. Uh, most of them were giving radioactive material to people or exposing them to radioactive to see its effects on them. So the deep state uh, uh, has no moral qualms about uh, testing out lethal, they often call the lethal weaponry, non-weaponry, on the population and assassinating uh, 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 not only foreign leaders but uh, even even Americans that they regard as, as threats. So, um, but um, so there were five or six panels on that. Uh, one was on assassinations. One was on one. one of course, uh, there's been a, a resurgence, a, a, a surgence, I should say, a resurgence of interest in the deep state, upsurge of interest in the deep state since 9/11 and since the 9/11 Truth Movement. Uh, Kevin Barrett, I, I mentioned to you earlier, and you, you said you'd heard him speak, so maybe other people. And I remember Kenny and I were on a show uh, years ago, not years ago, a year and a half ago or so. So we could uh, hear someone. Any of these people who talk about the deep state, they all talk about the false flag operation. That's another thing I forgot to mention. Um, there were a lot of talk about false flag operations, and then the psyops like Sandy Hook where every but anybody with any critical sensibility looks at it and and then looks at what happened and looks at the official story and says it's full of holes. So these are people I thought all would be um potential allies and uh Todd uh, went to to some of the groups. I went to a couple. I I went to other other um symposiums too. Um yeah, I know Todd was looking for a lawyer. Some of them uh, that participated in the symposium on 
deep state lawyers, but I figured any of them would be interested in, in this. In the past, I had tried to get Glenn Greenwald, to, unsuccessfully, Glenn Greenwald and Chris Hedges. Chris Hedges was there, by the way. I don't know if anyone's heard of him. He's a well-known leftist uh, uh, intellectual uh, who's uh, writes right. about things like Green Greenwald writes about. Um, Greenwald's mm-hmm. more well-known. But um, when I spoke to Greenwald, you may know also um, that he was aware, aware of targeting. He wasn't there this, at uh, Left Forum since he lives in Brazil. But I spoke to him when he made his trip to America, and he, he was aware of it, but I don't think he's ever written about it. Well, he was aware of um, stalking, or was it, the, uh, was it the electronics as well? I mentioned both to him, and he, uh, this was when he was doing his book tour, and I stood online to get him to sign my book as a pretext to get ask him the question if he's aware of the targeting of individuals. And I mentioned both of it, and he said he was, and actually mentioned it targeted individual we had met in California that he had had a conversation. Yeah, with. you know, actually, <laughs> yeah, he did. He had an encounter with Jeremiah, and Jeremiah can tell you about that, uh, oh. that uh, ha- what happened there, but uh, maybe after that he learned more about it, but... Um, Jeremiah from our community actually challenged him about this topic and why he wasn't writing about it. Oh, really? And, uh, yes, he did. And uh, he told me about it. I don't remember all the details. We'll have to get Jeremiah to tell you about that. But it was also at a book signing that this happened. So because He um, made it sound like he had a very pleasant conversation with the person in California. Oh, really? Well, that wasn't what uh, Jeremiah that relates to me, but maybe it was. I don't but, know. But <laughs> and did he say why he hadn't written about it? Um, he didn't really say. He just kind of uh, challenged him to write about it and just walked away from him. And as as you know, as much as what I was told. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll have to get Jeremiah to to give us more details about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, at our um, panel, I think because it was uh, at a bad time. Uh, I mean, uh, to have, well, the last year at the panel I had it was on a Saturday. This was on a Sunday at the end, and a lot of people are not from the city, so they leave early. So it's three thirty. So although we had a, a good audience in terms of the quality. Uh, and it turned out that half the people there were, I would say close to half the people there were targeted individuals. There were only 40, only about 40, 35 or 40 people. But half of them were individuals. We didn't, we didn't, Don and I didn't find that out in the end because they were shy or 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 or, or, or for something reticent or they didn't want to talk about it. One person at the very end made a, a, an eloquent speech about being a targeted individual and he thought he was alone, but when I think it was Todd asked everyone to raise a hand who was a targeted individual, like ten or twelve hands went up. Wow, that's so there, great. There were quite a, a few, considering there were only like thirty-five, forty people that attended. Oh but, well, we but because they didn't ask questions, we didn't. We ended up talking more about psychiatry. Todd told his story, but. We didn't go into detail, but you know, we might have had a better discussion about it. I think next time the thing to do is to 
to right. ask in advance uh, if any who's here is a targeted individual, blah blah. And maybe they ask people to they want to yeah. say something about it because we thought that that would be the at least I thought that would be the main topic of conversation because it was new. I thought to people and they'd find it uh, interesting. Well, we had begun uh, publicizing this event several weeks uh, prior, so mm-hmm. yeah, it's good that there was a, a good turnout there. Okay. They were what? I said, uh, it's good that there was, uh, it sounds like a pretty good turnout. There were more than 10 at the conference because on the first day, Todd and I uh, ran into some woman uh, uh, who said she was a targeted individual. This was, uh, I can't remember what the um, uh, what the event was. Uh, um, who was speaking right now? Yeah. What would you say was the uh, reaction of the general audience to this information? Was it something that was new to them? Um, did they feel, um, how, how did they receive it? What was your perception of that? The audience that attended Todd and my seminar? Yes. Mm-hmm. Or in the audience that, that was at any of the deep state seminars? Well, basically, um, those that heard you and Todd's information. Oh, uh, they all were, since most of the people there that were not targeted individuals were victims of the psyche, <laughs> the psychiatric system, people who, in fact, it turned out one of the women there, I hadn't seen her in, uh, since 1991, was that like 25 years ago? When I, I, she was in my first book on people who were labeled schizophrenic, who had had breakdowns, and contrary to psychiatric uh, propaganda, got because they got themselves out of the mental health system, got better. No, the, the psychiatric propaganda on schizophrenia is it's an incurable disease, and the only way to keep it from getting worse is to, 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 you know, to inundate the people with these so-called antipsychotic drugs. And my my book argued the opposite, and I ran into this woman there. I hadn't spoken to her in years, and since I used a pseudonym, I didn't even have a way of getting in touch with her. So the, but, she, uh, yeah, everybody there was very receptive, but um, they would be because they already knew how... Um, how destructive psychiatry is, and they tend to be um, critical of, you know, the general age, critical of social institutions, people who are victims of psychiatry. You find the same thing with targeted individuals. Um, they may they may have not have started off as uh, social critics, but, uh, you know, most of them I talk to... Uh, don't have any illusions about uh the you know, the the government being uh a benevolent force. I think they they all um most of them would agree that it serves the plutocracy, the one percent, the um the oligarchy, not not the it's not a democracy. I think most TIs would agree with that. So um so yeah, I don't I don't uh, think there was anyone that there didn't seem to be anyone that had any disagreement except there was one psychiatrist there. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Uh, he was supposed to be a, a leftist psychiatrist, but he had some criticisms. I don't remember. Well, maybe Todd remembers what it was. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, um, Todd, is there anything that you would like to add to what uh, Dr. Falker has said? 
I don't remember, but I do have a video that I am still editing um, of the whole uh, panel that we did. Um, the video came out with a really low volume audio um, because of where our video guy was standing in the very back and he should have been a little bit closer. But once I get that kind of fixed, I get some editing tools in there. I think I'm going to try a couple volume boosting applications, uh, normalization. We'll get that up there. We could check it out. Um, but left forum, uh, was a great place for uh, targeted individuals to be. And, uh, these people are the smartest intellectuals in our country, I would say, who are tracking, uh, everything that the, the real media oftentimes will not cover. Um, and you're so well receptive there because everyone already has an idea on <laughs> the things yeah. you're talking about. Yeah. The panels are numerous panels are about exactly what you're talking about. Um, uh, my favorite, uh, panel, if it, you ever go there, uh, is, uh, the one that was by Webster Tarpley on, uh, Cointel pro 2016, because all he talked about was how uh, the police, the NSA, FBI, Homeland Security, and all these guys are targeting people. Um, and NSA sits at the very top of this targeting platform. Uh, they spy on everyone. They control the satellites. They control the military radar, the fiber optic taps. All the data is being sucked up. Um, they have a lot of fancy technologies, stuff that... Um, you can only imagine, you know, they've got some localized versions where they could, you know, take their laptops or devices around people and hack their devices, um, intercept data from Wi-Fi, cell phones, um, even do like uh, plant bugs, microphones, cameras, still pin codes from uh, gates and security panels. Uh, mm. um, lots of lots of lots of tools um and homeland security according to webster tarpley's panel this thing was put together as if it was a lecture for a college and he works uh as far as i know at a college and he's got his website uh tarpley.net and he was associated with uh the tax wall street party um and they helped do this panel um that he covered how Homeland Security will actually post videos on Craigslist and YouTube uh, for recruitment where they're looking for people that want to get involved in stalking and harassing individuals um, or even doing online stuff on their, like Facebook, on Twitter, on different news forums. Uh, and they put together, okay, FBI also gets involved in this. They pay stipends to people. Um, then you have the Red Squads, fusion centers where there's 1.5 per state um, and every police and sheriff's department in every state's involved in doing this. Wow. Plus you have state employees, plus you have numerous, you know, like kind of like uh, informants and like spies where they have these guys all around town. They're working at places like Starbucks, you know, the coffee shop, the bagel shop, the, the target um, where they watch people for the government and this is all part of, in my opinion, kind of like not just for, for harassment and surveillance, but like parallel construction because they have eyes and ears everywhere and they can call witnesses and who will see something for them or who 
we actively watching to see if they see anything. And then, you know, you got, you know, security and audio and everything is being reported on. Uh, and these guys, they do stalking, role playing, uh, a lot of different stuff will go on. If say you're under surveillance and there's some particular they're doing every time to you, like whistling or something, I believe that's the mechanism. Like they'll whistle at you, they'll make a comment. They'll be just staring at you funny when you go in, like as if they were watching you and they had someone say something about you. But, you know, you're sitting there as an individual, you don't have any clue how, why this is happening. Uh, or even the mechanisms of how it's happening. So Tarpley covered how that happens. Mm. Um, and Webster Tarpley himself is a target of this. They He's want targeted, to shut, did you say? Yes, he's a targeted uh, person. Um, He deals with harassment from within the deep state. um, And he puts up with the trolling. uh, He gets death threats. Uh Yeah, Left Forum, he was talking about how people were calling in and flooding Left Forum with calls trying to get the panel shut down. They wanted to shut down so bad, and they were doing death threats. They were threatening to, like, bomb and shoot people at Left Forum. And I don't know really? how far that, yeah. And um, everyone, this, he was scared. All, to, all the forums, Todd, is this all the forums or just uh, specifically the ones that uh, you and Dr. Uh, so, Robert were presenting at? Uh, well, this was the uh, this was the COINTELPRO 2016. This was just Webster Tarpley talking mm-hmm. about him being targeted um, because the information he's presenting is disliked. Um, and that made him a target. And there was another woman there named Daniela who had like threats against her as well. And a couple of other people. And they're all kind of running in the same group as Tarpley. Um, uh, but if you were to go and watch uh, or listen to this panel, and it's not on the internet, unfortunately, cause I keep looking around for the video and I keep going to Webster Tarpley and the tax wall street party. Um, they uh, had a nice, uh, 4K camera recording it and dedicated microphone and stuff. And I was told it would be online, but it's yeah. not. Um, you would think that you were learning something about how the criminal state, uh, the deep state and the national security state works, how they're sp- uh, spying mm. on people and targeting them and uh, affecting their lives in the way that all the targeted individuals are talking about. Um, this, the, the lengths that they go to, he called that touchless torture. There's, you know, so he many things. It touchless torture. Yeah, and that term uh, was I thought originated by by Duncan. Well, no touch torture is uh, one of Duncan's tor- terms. Yes. Uh huh. Uh, so the terms, the terminology between the two sides, what I saw from Duncan and from Tarpley, were not exactly one hundred percent lined up, but they were the same thing. And it was like a now, when I. Pres- it's a coincidence because uh, Tarpley's not aware of Duncan's work, you said, right? I do not think he was aware. And yeah. I introduced Tarpley to uh, surveillance with satellites, and I had questions. Um, and I described a method of how they can project signals into a building and scan it like an MRI so they could see where you're at in the building as you're walking around, listen to you talk, do a brain scan of you. and. Yeah. Uh, his group got really interested. They were asking more and more questions. And uh, at the end of this, you know, this was something somewhat new. 
then it became something. They actually believed, and Tarpley was so afraid. He's like, this is like, you know, this is, and I explain this as just one method of harassment they have that fit, uh, fit within the the construct that Tarpley was presenting. Um, and he was so afraid that this was real that he thought if he shook my hand or touched me, he was going to feel the energy they're putting inside of my body. And um, that panel right there, every TI should go to that panel because they're going to learn how the real targeting happens. Yeah. That's how it happens. It's all military orchestrated, law enforcement orchestrated, and the general public never seems to and be able not, to tell. It's not on his uh, web, website and any of his literature or any of his other talks. No, he's kept it secret so far. Um, so this now, is Tarpley, the first time he revealed it was at the panel no, you went to? Um, possibly. Um, I searched for COINTELPRO 2016, and yes, he talks about it on his website. He says, yeah. we're doing a talk on uh, this you know, in just a few days, left for him. And uh, the tax Wall Street Party also had something about it. But other than that... Um, I can't find any other information, and wow. they've kept the video secret for some reason. Um, yeah. Because he was in another panel. Um, they had one on, like, they're attacking the Republicans, right? They want to shut the Republican Party down. Yeah. That was one of Tarpley's other parties. Or and that was panels. awesome. Yeah. And then they had... Awesome. That was awesome yeah. not online. Yeah. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. they, they had one other panel. Well, he's got one of these videos on on online, but he withheld the Cointel Pro 2016 one, and I can't uh, understand why, unless it's just such a mind-blowing panel, and he doesn't want to like let the content be put out there or something. I don't and know. you say to even to you, this is completely new, right? Uh, no, the information that he provides is not completely new. Uh, I've already been uh, I this matched up very closely with like what Robert Duncan was saying, and what I saw myself. In terms um, of how they were recruited and all that? Okay, so some of those details, um, yes. Um, those details, mm-hmm. like, I had no idea how they were recruiting people, you know. Yeah. Like they, yeah. Some, some of these videos on Craigslist, I guess, were from, like, the San Diego area. Yeah. Yeah, I, I haven't seen anything um, remotely talked about that in my years of combing the Internet. Yeah. Yeah, you know that was that precise. You know, uh huh. It's too bad that I hope it goes online, or at least he writes an article on it or something that, to make available. Yeah, I I spoke to him afterwards. He did say that it was not his specialty, even, but yet he's oh. so eloquent at talking about it. Did he read from a a, um, a paper that he could make available if if the um. If the actual um, video is not available, or was he just dead living? Um, so everything that he was talking about were slides. Um, like he pre-built the slides, and then he had these on a projector. And each slide, like the first slide said uh, something along the lines of uh, the post-9-11 national security state, the, the things that Assange and Snowden didn't tell you or something like that. Right. Wow. So this was additional secret stuff that we haven't heard about because Snowden didn't tell us, and neither yeah. did Assange. Yeah. Uh, 
then each panel he went or each uh, slide he went through it and it lists you know a bunch of information the history of targeting going back to the FBI's old Cointel Pro program and how Cointel Pro evolved over time and it never was shut down these are just a, a bunch yeah. of techniques that the government uh, uses on people yeah um, and other countries have utilized techniques like this going back 200 plus years yeah Mm-hmm. But things going back 200 years, COINTEL yeah. prototype, yeah. Yep. Um, where, where, where was it used 200 years ago? Well, I'm going to have to defer to the slides. I haven't looked at these slides. Uh-huh. I have them on my Twitter. What yeah. I did was I was able to capture these slides with my camera phone, um, and I might have missed two slides, two or three slides. Yeah, but otherwise there's at least 30 slides. Read, read what's on the, at least what I what you sent me or something. You can't actually read the print on the uh, blackboard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes, you you should be able to. I mean, I can, but what I will do, uh, if anyone wants these slides, I have the original photos uh, before they're uploaded to Twitter, and mm-hmm. um, maybe I'll make a YouTube video or something out of these, yeah. and I'll try to enhance the text or something, so... Everything's yeah. easier to read. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you can also email me in a uh, case at orgasalspool.net, and I will send these slides to whoever wants them or a YouTube video when, when I get that finished. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, guys, let me ask you um, one question before we um, open the uh, uh, the call to uh, to questions. Um, what, do you, what would you guys say about the prospects for... Um, a similar forum about our issues happening next year at Left Forum. Yeah, there's something should be done next year because, uh, because as Todd indicated, um, and I mentioned this, I don't know if to you, but to, on another uh, uh, Shelley's uh, conference call, is that it's really a wasted opportunity because you could have uh, TIs could have a table. I don't think it's, they charge that much to get maybe a couple hundred dollars to have a table. Maybe, I'm not sure. A table, and you could sell all this uh, literature and, and, and also, you know, raise funding for the organization or wh- whatever. Um, you know, on t- you know, you could sell Duncan's book, you could sell Hall's book, uh, or whatever. But, and, and um, you know, make people aware, aware of that because they had like you know they have an enormous bookstore at the, at the Left Forum. Mm-hmm. Okay, well next year we'll be uh, we'll be more aware of this uh, this conference. Uh, we weren't until it was pretty close to happening this year. Yeah. So. Um, well, that's great, um, and I would like to, um, you know, to open the line to uh, to callers so they can ask you some questions as well. But, but thanks, guys, for you know what you've shared already, and we yeah, certainly look forward you. to your continued participation, you know, in this event. It's very important. Yeah. So, um, okay, great. Well, guys, um, at this time, I'm going to open the line to uh, to callers if you have questions for Dr. Farber or. Uh, Todd Giffen about this event. Feel free at this time to start answering your phone as we continue our discussion. Let's see, we have a few people with questions already. Hello, guys. Welcome to the call. You have questions for Dr. Farber or Todd? Hello. Yeah. Um- 
This is Tom McClelland, and I was at the Left Forum. Oh, hi. Oh, hi. 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 Uh, hi, Seth. Yeah. Um, and I was the one, I, I think I said, I, I I thought that Todd and I might have been the only TIs in, in the room, and uh, and then I, I looked around, and all these yeah, people raised right. their hands and said, oh, we're, uh, you, you know, and they were all TIs. Yeah, you were the one I was referring to. And, and I believe... Eloquent statement. I do yeah. have. I do have. Um, I won't say it on the line, but I do. I believe the lady you're talking about. Um, I, I have her. Uh, I have her contact information. If you oh, want me to get it to you, get give it oh, to yeah. you. Yeah, right. I might have lost her card. The uh, um, Sherry you're talking about. Uh, I don't know. It's cl- that's not her name. I don't know if I want to say it on the out loud. Yeah, um, well, she wasn't a T.I., at least she said. No, well, she doesn't claim to be a T.I. Yeah, no, no yeah. I've I've known her for many years. Yeah, I'll get it from you again, because I don't know where I put that card. Yeah. Okay, and then um, I think it would be good uh, uh, to have a panel next year at the Left Forum. I think that would be a very, I mean, a, a, a table. I meant a, a, yeah, a table besides, you know, if you panel and a did table, the... Yeah did the uh seminar again like you did yeah and that would be uh, you know you know and you know have like information on the table mm-hmm. i that might that would be a good idea that other uh so derek's finding out about the left forum i i think it's a very good uh oh yeah it sounds like to it. meet people you know who are who who we stand a better chance of of them understanding our our um you know our plight, yeah, and hopefully it would be a great thing if we could get people like uh, Glenn Greenwald and yeah. them to support us who the, yeah. the types of people who go to those uh conferences uh, you know go to the left forum that you know there's a certain type of person that would go to that. Yeah, they, well, he's I, in Brazil, so he probably wouldn't go just because of the distance. Yeah, Greenwald himself, unless he happened. unless he wrote another book and was came to. <laughs> <laughs> um, hey, I have something to say. Um, if any TIs want to travel to Europe with me, um, I think that sometime within the next few months, I'm looking to go meet Edward Snowden, um, oh, wow. and. Wow. We have a TI in Europe already who's interested. Um and so, you know, anyone who wants to go, I think That's me and Doctor Seth Yeah, that me and Doctor Seth Farber plan to go. Wow. Um yeah. And we other people are fine to come along. We'd love, you know, some company, you know. Wow, that would be great. Okay. Yeah, that sounds that. Great. Wow. Okay, uh, thanks for your question, Tom. Um, anyone else with questions or comments? Yeah, or, uh, I, have a, I have a couple of questions and comments. I got to ask Glenn about gang stalking, and, of course, he said he knew about it, and, you know, I just adore Glenn. How could you not? But he didn't want to touch on that or elaborate on it, and it almost seems like, he either cut a deal with the FBI or CIA because remember he used to say there are bigger stories and we're going to release him. You know, I've seen videotapes of him saying that. And so, what? you know, he said there are bigger know, st- he, stories. Is that what you said? That, 
You know, the Snowden story broke. He said, you know, I have more stories. I have bigger stories. We're going to release more. But it, it seems like he cut a deal because, you know, I think he was hesitant after they kind of busted his partner in Great Britain. Um, he was and they held his partner. Yeah, yeah. Whether he should come back to the United States. And now he can, but it's almost like he's agreed not to talk about it. Um, because it was upsetting to me, and I just, you know, him and Noam Chomsky were there, and, you know, how could you get two well, people I, on this planet? Noam Chomsky was where? He was also uh, here in Tucson. Uh, he he didn't speak, but, you know, he did. Noam Chomsky's he, famous. He he will never talk about targeted individuals, assassinations. He uh, Nothing to do with the deep state. I mean, except surveillance that Snowden's talked about. I mean... He's famous for that. He's been criticized for it. You know, he he won't talk about how. Yeah, no, he won't. But Glenn held back too, and you know, really. No, Glenn is not as doctrinaire as Noam is about that issue. Yeah, so he has different reasons. Oh yeah, so I figure something else is going on, or he has a date to release this information, or Snowden's got something going, or something. And the other thing I wanted to say is, I heard that prisoners are now being chipped. And I'm what? What did you what, say? You heard what? Uh, that prisoners are now being chipped. I've heard this. I don't know if it's true. I just heard it yesterday. So there's something um, wrong with my phone. I couldn't hear who who is being chipped. Oh, prisoners, prisoners, prisoners. Um, oh. inmates, yes, inmates are being chipped. Yeah, I think that's horrible. I mean, of course there are advantages. I think it's horrible though because it's a slippery slope. But what do you think about it? That it's a what? It's you. It's a slippery a, slope. Slippery slope. When you chip an inmate, it, you're not too far off of chipping juvenile delinquents, and then everyone, you know. You say they're un, 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 unwit. I didn't know about it. They're unwittingly chipped. You mean? No, I believe. Um, I heard from a guy in the military, and he said that they are chipping prisoners. They are inserting chips to keep track of them. And, you, know, you mean they're do, they're doing it out in the open? Yes, I've heard that uh-huh. from a guy in the military. He said he was in the military for 25 years, and so when I talked to him about organized stalking, instead of his eyes blazing over, this guy was like, you know, he wasn't phased. He was listening. I'm like, what the heck? I never get a reaction like this. But then he, he knew quite a bit, and he said they're chipping prisoners now. Yeah. Well, you know, they've they've been torturing prisoners in in America, and I mean, even Amnesty International and Human Rights Watch probably has United States prison system is one of the worst in the world. Certainly, one of the worst in the uh, in the developed world. I mean, they. I mean, one of the other things they do that that's most most uh, vicious and heinous is they keep people in. In solitary confinement yeah. for years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and to keep yeah. them in solitary confinement for a week is considered a torture by human rights yeah. organizations. Yeah, we just passed that law so that people under 18, that can't be done. People what? Well, we just, I believe it's a federal law that was recently passed that they can no longer put People who are 18 and under. In oh, yeah, I've heard of that. Thank yeah. God. Yeah, thank God. They can only torture uh, uh, people thank over God. 18. Yeah. 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 Derek? 
Okay. Uh, Derek? Yes, is that- Derek? Yes, go ahead. you have a question? Yeah, it's Barbara yes. in Cincinnati. Hi, Barbara. Welcome to the call. Thank you. I, I just wanted to quickly say uh, to the doctor and Todd, uh, if you would want to contact me outside of this call uh, to discuss my situation that might give you some information, I was eight years old in my hometown of Flint, Michigan, when I was acquired by uh, the uh, uh, CIA. Wow. And uh, I am now uh, going to be 82 this year. Wow, so you they, sound younger. They have literally been stalking me for 74 years. Yeah. Uh, I, I used to work at a prison here outside of Cincinnati as a guidance counselor in the high school. I have information there that I could discuss with you. I'm a retired educator. I have a master's from U- University of Michigan in counseling, as wow. well as a bachelor's in business. And so uh, if you're interested in hearing my story and so forth, I don't want to take time on Derek's call tonight. But I can give you my phone number and feel free to call me at any time. All right, I'll write it down. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to write it down? Mm-hmm. All right, area 513. Yeah. 677. Mhm. One four one one. Yeah. And the name is Barbara Stewart. S T E W A R T. Wait, the name is what? Barbara Stewart. S T E W A R T. Okay, you did say Deb. Yeah, uh, first and, you uh, said Deborah, so I was. Yeah. No, Bar Barbara. B A R B A R A. Didn't you say Deborah first? Do you don't? Is that no. your nickname? No. No, no, no. Barbara. Okay. B A R B A R A. Yeah. And five one three. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, I just had an episode uh, a little before. Well, it was around five o'clock this afternoon at a grocery store, and uh, they uh, used. Uh, uh, I think it must be in the shape of a gun because of what I heard behind my back. Yeah. But I I was hit by something that was just a teeny tiny little prick, and mm-hmm. then I realized I had a round blood blister. Yeah. <laughs> that appeared on my arm. Wow. And uh, uh, then uh, a couple, three weeks ago, I had a similar uh, blister-looking uh, uh, spot, and it's just a little bit of blood that comes up underneath the skin. That lasted about five days, and then it was gone. And it was on the yeah. inside of my thigh, which I was wearing slacks. So yeah. it, had to have been go- it had to have gone through that. So I don't know what that is, but it's just uh, started being done to me. Yes. Wow. Do you know what that technology is? No, maybe Todd does. I mean, I've heard other people uh, report. Hold on. Did I say something more about it? Say a little more about it? Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Okay. Say uh, say a few more things about it. I mean, I'd like to hear again. I couldn't hear everything. Well, it's it's a little uh, round spot that looks like a blood blister, but it's flat. It's not inflated, it's flat. So when I got home tonight from running the errands and coming from the little uh, produce store, I took a uh, clean sewing needle and I just put a little prick underneath the skin where the uh, blood appeared to be underneath it. And it's not even enough blood that has been brought up underneath that skin that you can see that will kind of run out. I mean, just a teeny tiny little bit of blood came out. And I had to rub a... uh, uh, clean tissue over that to even get that much out. So oh, yes. uh, I have not. I have no idea. 
Well, yeah. there was uh, I confronted the contractor, a female contractor at this produce store. I mean, I've been uh, uh, traipsed after for, uh, for so long that uh, I know exactly when I, when I see them that that's what they are because their behavior is all the same. Yeah. And uh, she, uh, mm. I had a few words with her, and uh, she, uh, I mean, was re- these people are so ignorant. And yeah. I, I just can't waste my time trying to reason with somebody who's ignorant. Yeah. So I just uh, went on into the store, but uh, apparently she shot this at me in, in my arm um, behind my back Whoa. because there was a woman who was watching and hearing what was going on between the two of us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And things I, that they I, shoot at you uh, are very common. Uh, one of the oldest weapons in the book Um like the old uh, heart attack gun of the CIA was designed to shoot something into you, uh, and it would leave no trace, and it would be wow. unperceivable that it was shot into you. You wouldn't even wow. know. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, right now I have five microchips in me, uh, four in my left uh, shoulder uh, that I know are analog, and they're locator chips. Every time I move to a different state to help a family member, uh, I would get a flu shot, and they were uh, surreptitiously put into the flu shot. In 2008, when I moved back from Florida uh, to Cincinnati, like, damn, yeah. uh, when I moved from Florida back to Cincinnati in 2008, uh, I was just outside my front door over to one side on the grass with my dog on his leash, and there was a young fellow with a rifle that came around the corner of an opposing condo building from my front door, and uh, he shot a digital um, microchip into my back. Wow. wow. So uh, apparently they're tracking me that way. Yeah. Their tracking mechanisms are so many. Um, every time you're on the internet, uh, they triangulate your location physically. Um, every IP address is mapped to a specific physical physical location. Um, whether it's uh, over the mobile network, where they can triangulate where your device is uh, through ping signals over the towers and also secret chips within the telephones which are being used all the time to actually keep track of things when you have no idea that these chips are being used or that there's software code running on your phone that no one told you was being ran so uh, the satellites can physically track people just like tracking airplanes in the sky Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, so. um, you know, Todd, they just did that to my phone. They sent me a message saying, uh, you're, you might be entitled to a new phone because your your phone is, uh, uh, is uh, unable to be unlocked. And that kind of, you know, put me on alert because anytime they want me to, you know, there's an incentive to get a different phone. I, you know, my mind must be doing something right because, uh, you know, uh, they want me to what uh, so that they I can unlock my phone. I don't understand, so uh, I I am um, I'm going to decline out of that one. So, um, hi, Doctor Farber, Seth. This is Shelly. Yeah, I thought hi. I recognized hey, you. Hey, how are you? Uh-huh. <laughs> um, first of all, Sanders for president. <laughs> what? I went ahead and signed the petition today for United Nations. Uh, you know, for Change.org. And, what did you uh, say? Something about the United Nations? Did you say? Well, there was a petition on that uh, you, that people were appealing to the United Nations uh, to um, 
get some help with the um, fraud. Oh, the yeah, I sent that around, yeah. Maybe yeah. go to my website. Yeah, I mean, my Facebook, yeah. Yeah. Yes, so, um, you know, we've got, uh, it's so crooked. Um, it's so sad. Well, that's um, another also, thing they've kept out of the press, the fact that this election was, well, people know that the the vote was suppressed. They don't know the election was stolen by flipping the vote in uh, in eleven states. And, uh, absolutely. Uh, and uh, Fitzrakis and Arendt, uh, two lawyers, have a RICO uh, racketeering suit in Ohio against it, and they've collected statistical data showing that the uh, election had to be stolen uh, because the vote had to be flipped. Because of a lot of statistical anomalies, primarily between that of the um, the original uh, exit poll and and the final vote, and, and other when, when the United States considers a an election corrupt in a, any other country, if there's more than a two percent divergence between the exit poll and the actual vote, in in in, in many of these places. Uh, the divergence between the original exit poll, because they changed it later, uh, and the actual vote was 10% yeah. or more. 10% or more. Uh, one was the actual 37%. You, you know, you've got to be kidding me. You know, this, oh, yeah. This, uh, and I no can't. press. I and mean, very few of the oh. left-wing presses has even reported this because it would be... There's a lot of pressure because it would be too great an embarrassment uh, to the United States for the world to know, I, I mean, I think this is a, a reason that that in, in that we don't have free elections any, any anymore. That the uh, that the computer technology allows uh, people to hack into it and to change the votes. So yeah, that's, that's, that's in this case, it. they changed the votes uh, to benefit Hillary and to disadvantage uh, Bernie Sanders. Oh yes, and and this is the the duopoly of having two corrupt parties, and uh, they're national; they're not local uh, groups, and they yeah. want to own every possible seat they can. When a seat for Congress is only five hundred and thirty-five seats, man, yeah. all you got to do is buy off that many elections, and you own you own power. Uh, and uh, if it's not you who owns it. It's the other party, and it's only split between one or the other. It's so yeah. fucking corrupt. Yeah. Uh, 535 douchebags are making every decision that this country <laughs> does, and they don't care about anybody but themselves. They don't. I know. It's sickening. It really is sickening. And, I mean, it just doesn't get people, you know, to – I mean, I don't mean to – you know, but there's got to be some kind of revolution going. I mean, this the, we can't even – have a, a vote and have a say. Who we yeah, think is uh, the national elections yeah. become a, a psycho. Uh, <laughs> anyways, I know I saw one of the things you said because I know a lot of people have reached out to you for help, and I know you continue to. Yeah, what? I can't hear you. Hear you. Okay, let's see. I just wanted to say thank you uh, for being there for a part of you know you oh. continue to reach out and. Uh, and be there, be available. I know you've you've helped a few people that have been institutionalized, and you're still trying to help Chris. You know, yeah. um, you know. So thank you for being there and 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 for um, you know validating our cause and and helping others cope and, and things like that. So thank you for that. And yeah. 
and also I really think that we should come together. The whole community needs to be on 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 the register for uh for the uh, forum next year. Absolutely, without a doubt. And, yeah. Uh, and you know, and I know you, Tali. I know you've met some new friends uh, through the CoinTelpro part of. Uh, um, the, you know the people that showed up, and and I and I actually did some research. Um, trying to, you talked about that guy um, who put on the um, he put on a uh, one of the, in California just recently. He put together a dinner uh, for high tech CoinTelpro. If you Google it, who are you talking about? No, oh, I'm talking about the um, the conference they just had for high tech CoinTelpro. You said that guy is he well known or? No, well, I, uh, Todd was talking about him. Um, uh, so, yeah. you know, um, and I tried to. I got his phone number and his email. Uh, he never responded, but uh, huh. they, surprise, yeah. surprise. Yeah, yeah, I know. And, but they censored uh, CoinTelpro when if you Google it, high tech CoinTelpro, and I found out there was a conference recently, and the plates were like what fifteen hundred to twenty five hundred dollars a plate. So wow. you know, yeah. Um, but what would I? And wait a minute, is, this fifteen hundred twenty dollars a plate, and what 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 were they paying for? I guess just to be there for the for the high technology conference. Uh, but the high Cointel technology Pro, conference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But the Cointel Pro was censored. You know how they put a line through it. Um, but I went through. They had like a. Um, they had like a. What do you mean? They actually a, showed CoinTelpro with yes, the line through it. Yes. Yes. Wow. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And so, um, I, you know, I was going to. I keep forgetting to bring this up that we need researchers to research. Uh, there is a if you pull if you re, if you pull up if you Google high tech CoinTelpro, uh, you'll find this conference, uh, 2016, and, wow. and it has an agenda. It has everything that they talked about. And and it just you know layer upon layer. So if someone wants to research and find out what you know what where the clientele part of this was, if you can dig into that, that might be helpful to uh, you know figure you mean, out. Uh, if you Google high tech clientele pro, it comes up. Yeah, high tech. If you Google high tech uh, clientele pro 2016, the conference comes up. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why my my, my mm-hmm. computer went mm-hmm. off. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there's an agenda in there with a, uh, you know, how many people, what they were going to talk about, uh, like a syllabus almost or whatever, that, with the courses that, that were offered and, and it was this big event. And uh, so if someone was to research that, that would be really great because I looked at it and, and looked at it for about, you know, a couple hours. I couldn't find nothing to do with CoinTelpro. They censored it out. So, um, oh. But I mm-hmm. wonder why they left the... Um title, though. I mean, there's... I know. It's something I think we should be researching. And so, Todd, you mentioned his name, because didn't didn't you just talk about him having a conference? Is that the same person you were talking about? Uh, Are you talking about Webster Tarpley? I'm not sure that he... he, Wait a minute. Webster Tarpley is a a critic of COINTELPRO. Oh, okay. So people are not going to be paying... uh, Two thousand dollars to hear Webster Tarpley. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Okay. So okay. you got to know. <laughs> yeah, when you're in, in the the business of making weapons and controlling society and uh, ensuring the profits uh, to keep everyone in power, yeah, you're not against that. You're for that. Yeah. 
So, uh, I, I mean, I had it pulled up for, uh, but I keep trying to refer back to that to get more information. I keep trying to ask the community if they'll do some further research because that, that might give us some answers. We're 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 going to know who's going to be there: General Dynamics, Raytheon, you know, probably. Uh, but when they cross out CoinTelco, that's they're trying to hide something. So. Oh, yeah. And it's interesting you mentioned all those companies because I wanted to say something. I just posted stuff on Twitter like, you know, a couple of days ago. But when you look for directed energy, any company name like Raytheon, Boeing, Harris Corporation, uh, any numerous other companies, you will find a page on their site. And they'll even talk about this technology, how they can create ghosts that mimic people and even aircrafts to, you know, uh, psych other countries into seeing something that's not there and just doing all out war, you know, um, with direct energy. And what they're not talking about is how they can hit people, you know, with this. But yeah, uh, I, I thought it was pretty big when they're talking about scanning things remotely on, I think, Raytheon site and then projecting ghosts that, you know, will make other countries see something that's not there, you know, but they're talking about ghosts of aircraft. That's pretty complex. You have to make a hologram in the sky of, you know, a fake signal that's going back to the, you know, other countries, radar or satellites or whatever. Um, But think what you could do if you could make a hologram up in the sky of an aircraft or something, what you could do to a person, all these complex signals you're putting in their body, um, make them feel a ghost, you know, or, or something that, you know, it's not really there, but the signals of it are. Yeah. You know, I just pulled up another article, too, about uh, they're using this uh, remote neural monitoring uh, at the borders now. Uh, to they, They've already been testing it out to detect criminals. And and then I've, I saw another article where they're putting in police, uh, they're testing it on policemen, uh, so that they, they they know the the correct actions to take because all these shootings, uh, so that they would actually go through, uh, you know, the right. They would know what to uh, when to shoot and when to not. You know, uh, it's unbelievable this technology. And if that's not enough proof, um, you know, it just blows me away. Uh, but anyways, um, oh by the way, Seth, I I wanted to tell you too. I I opted out of uh, the whole social security thing. You know. Uh, so, you know, I, I'm i not going to pursue it. Not and It's not worth it to me to have a diagnosis, go through court and have it diagnosed. Uh, yeah. You know, yeah, I'm just not, you know, I, I'm going to have to probably just get a job like everybody else. Oh. <laughs> you yeah. know, so, yeah. But I just, you, were getting, I, I you were getting government funding and you turned it down? No, um, they, but, you know, I, I know I can get Social Security uh, through the diagnosis they want to stick on me, uh, which are completely misdiagnosis. Uh, you know, they want to throw in delusional. Uh, uh, what is oh, it? Yes, uh, so you'd have to go to yeah. that, back to that yeah, one yeah. woman yeah. Who, who actually um, demoted you, really. Yeah, well, you know, that made me mad. So then I went in and demanded a copy of my file, and they, they started doing, you know, uh, flips. And they, you know, and I just said, you're fired. I don't want your drugs. I don't need them. I don't, you're Ambien. I, you know, I, my doctor, you know, uh, gave me something else for sleep. So uh, I'm opting out, you know. And, and I, I would have a secure income, but I don't want the diagnosis hanging over me. It's a misdiagnosis. So, 
Yeah. yeah, when you're dealing with Social Security, uh, the diagnosis doesn't matter. Uh, they'll label you disabled. You don't have to take any treatment after that. You just get your money checked and live and do what you want. So don't well, worry can't about they the make diagnosis. Me take, they, can't they make me take meds? No, they can't. Not Social Security Administration. The only way meds can be forced in America is if you're civilly committed uh, or you're inside of an institution. Um, if you're out in the community, uh, you have to have an active commitment order where a judge, uh, you know, gave you a lawyer and you went before the judge and they proved you were a danger to yourself or others. Um, and they would give you paperwork that says that and said, here, if you want to yeah, live in the I community. Mean, I already, I've already gotten off the meds. And so right then I'm, I'm, uh, I'm not in uh, non-compliance. So I'm just going to yeah, forget but, it. Well, do you uh-huh. have civil commitment, though? Because if you're not civil no. committed, you can't be forced to take treatment. Um, Social security process is completely separate from uh, civil commitment process. So, yeah, you are safe. Let them put down psychotic disorder. It doesn't matter. You'll get your benefits anyway. And then you, uh, for years, you'll just go on your own. Like, uh, it'll be three years before Social Security ever checks on you again to see if you're uh, still disabled. Um, at which case, you just go for an evaluation again and then your benefits continue. So don't worry about the diagnosis they give you. As long as they give you one, you're getting your money. That's all that matters. Yeah. And then but you I mean, never have to I'm, deal with them again for at least a couple of years. Yeah, I mean, but I guess because, you know, the program now, I've got, you know, housing and medical anyway. So, uh, you know, and it would be just the same. It works out to be the same without the diagnosis, basically. I don't get any cash, but, you know, at least I, uh, but I get to, uh, my housing and them, all the medical paid for. So, you know, I don't, I don't, yeah. I'm just not comfortable with them misdiagnosing me, you know, to, and, and, and uh, sabotaging my meds and, you know, that kind of power over my life. You know, I just, I'm not comfortable. Yeah, with, definitely you keep know? your treating doctor separate from uh, your social security evaluation. No, they're doctor. not. They're, they are. I talked to the attorney today. They want to, uh, uh, they're going to uh, request the records from, you know, my, the, people that I was just seeing, and I said, that's not acceptable. Yeah, um, you know, yeah like, like any providers that you're seeing on your own uh, for therapy, um, mm-hmm. those can go to Social Security, and that'll just help support your side. If your doctor has you diagnosed with something differently, um, those records will still reflect the fact that you have a different diagnosis than what the Social Security Administration doctor was trying to say. Um, and then result is, you know, you got a diagnosis, two or three from different doctors, you're still disabled and you get your money and you go, you go your separate way and your doctor doesn't give a crap what the social security doctors say. All they're doing is sending their records over to them and you can continue to see your own doctors and it's your doctors in the end who make a decision on what treatment you're going to get, not the social security administration or their doctor. I don't like them. You know, they, they tried to threaten me that they, Oh, they're going to come to my house and do a well being. I don't need that stuff. I don't, I don't want to even be, have them, you know, then they can maybe engage me into reacting. I mean, I'm not worried about getting shipped off or anything, but I, I just, I'm not comfortable with it. You know, I'm just, I uh, mean, you know, it'd be nice. To, well, you know, the reason you this happened I, to you. I, I, this is, this is Derek. Um, sure. Uh, well, I don't mean to interrupt the conversation, but we've been on this for about 15 minutes, and <laughs> there's some other people that are waiting to talk, if you guys yeah, don't yeah. mind. Yeah, okay. Um, hey, and I gotta say I can answer maybe one or two more questions and I gotta get going. Okay. 
Um, if, if anyone have questions for uh, for Dr. Farber or Todd, uh, they both have to be uh, heading out in just a few minutes. So well, I can uh, stay a little. I can stay at eleven fifty. I can stay a half half hour if necessary. Okay. Okay. Any any other questions, guys? Hello. Hello. Yes. You have a question or hey, comment? Dr. Farber, this is Corey Dubin. I just wanted to say thank you oh, for hi. Yeah. The other. Yeah. It worked. Uh huh. Thank. You. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. The, the psychiatric industry is definitely not a road to be on for a TI. The what? What did you say? The psychiatric death industry is being on antipsychotics is not the way to be. Yeah. Oh, so you um were able to um they were able to you know get get that handled uh, so to speak. Make progress. Yes. Yeah. You gave me a lot of relief. Yeah. Okay. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. These drugs are designed to kill people. Um, yeah. They'll give you scar tissue in your brain. Memory uh, loss will occur. Uh, function, speech, uh, the ability to get up and move. Your muscle movements will be destroyed. You'll get dystonia, Parkinsonism, all sorts of nasty conditions. Yeah. He was There's no reason even... Time, time, and that's what happens. You're talking about long-term use. I mean, at least yeah. a few months or more. Yeah. Well, I and I want to put this out there so everyone knows my idea. We need a quantum physicist to get together um, and build a, a mathematical model of what's happening in the brain when you're stuffing a bunch of matter and energy in there. That's what these pills are. Yeah. That's at the quantum level. All these pills are. And it's kind of like the same with sticking logs in a, a river. You know, you dam it up, it overflows, all sorts of bad things happen. Um, destruction of the brain happens. And it, it, you can't be putting little dopamine blockers in the brain. And you, you got cellular loss that comes from that. It's like 2 to 10%, you know, when your brain will just shrink down. And all these things happen over long term. But in the short term, uh, I would. I think the reason they don't know what happens in the short term is because small amounts of damage can't be detected. Um, if they do an MRI, they can't see anything. It's so low resolution, they can't tell if your cells have been damaged or not. Yeah. So they're they're getting by right now with saying, oh, there's no short-term damage. Yeah. But there's long-term damage because once you're on a long time, the damage yeah. builds up so it's obvious. It could be yeah. seen under a microscope when they look at your brain when you're dead. Uh, MRIs will show the damage and change. Well, plus they yeah. start getting heart attacks and uh, Parkinson's and so on. And oh, so yeah. Forth. All that, yeah, everything starts to come out. Diabetes comes out. Um, yep. You'll, you'll notice, uh, in my in me, I noticed memory loss, inability to speak. Um, it took me years to, to kind of rebuild after they... Uh, use these drugs on me initially many years ago. Um, and I was so crippled. Uh, like I went from having like normal posture and then all of a sudden my muscles were so screwed up that my neck was kind of tilted off to either the right or the left because my muscles were pulling my neck down. I had but super dystonia induced with this crap. What can you do about it? What is the solution? What can you do to start getting the law changed for other patients? You've been one. You're knowledgeable, and you know what to do now. 
Uh, there's been uh, a movement for a long time, and, and it's not the reason it's, it hasn't been successful. The movement started uh, before I even knew about it. I was before I even went into psychology in 1970. Um, uh, a lot of uh, victims of psychiatry started organizing, but um, it's it's going to be pretty hard to 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 have any uh, to, to change the system itself. Uh, I think the best thing you can do is warn people to stay out of it. It's hard to change the system itself because it's now, in 1970, it was not funded by the pharmaceutical companies. Now it's 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 the the whole mental health system is symbiotically, uh, incestuously, uh, you know, entwined, uh, married to the. Uh, uh, large uh, multi-billion-dollar pharmaceutical industry. Yeah, and I was reading some great articles on why uh, this is, um, and this has to do with all about money. Um, in yeah. Congress, it's only 535 people making these decisions. They've set this big uh, industrial complex up with their laws. Um, and that's why you can't do anything about it very easily. All these people are paid off. They're getting hundreds of thousands of dollars from the uh, healthcare and pharmaceutical companies yeah. to take part in this. Um, but still and all have... the bills that get wrote are by the industry and by lobbyists. You can't yeah. do anything to tackle this if you're, you know, a couple million strong survivors. Um, not even a couple million in this country, more like a hundred thousand. I say we could still go to our state senators and introduce bills, get them to introduce bills in our state government to protect yeah. patients. That's the there first. Has, there's no, usually not a lot of people want. Yeah, there's not a lot of people back in that. Um, right now, there's some bills going. Uh, yeah, like some the Murphy, the Murphy bill, that yeah. bill is introduced by the lobbyists, and yeah, what yeah. they're going to do is make it easier yeah. to forcefully commit people like you and me against our will to force drugs into us. They're doing something similar on the military side, um, so uh, <laughs> I don't think it's going to work <laughs> to pass it and do any type of. Uh, we're going to get a bill passed that uh, puts in more human rights protections. It's not going to happen. We're yeah, fighting a monster here. <laughs> that's what I thought would happen when I got involved in nineteen in the late 80s. I still thought it was happening, but I, it became pretty obvious when they started passing all these outpatient commitments. They didn't have hardly any, in, in, uh, if they had any. I don't think they had any, or one or two in 1990, but by the end of that decade... Fifty, I think, fifty states have outpatient commitments. That means when you get out of the mental hospital, they come after you, and you know you can get out of the mental hospital, but they you, you can't get the mental hospital out of you. They come around with you with with the drugs and, and get you to get judges to give orders to patients to force them to take a, a drug. You know, that's what you know, the best yeah. people can do is stay out of those places. The only thing that that can be done, I think, is to educate and 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 warn people about it, so that they don't uh, get entangled in the mental health system. If they do, they get out of it as quickly as possible, instead of uh, getting stuck in it for a lifetime. Yeah, this whole industry is so profitable. Um, 
there's a centralized company. There's like a comp- couple of them. You know, you got Pfizer, you got AstraZeneca, no other virus. different ones. And these companies Wait, have investors. Stop. Let him finish. Go ahead. Yeah. What will you say? Me? What was the uh, I, Let him finish. I think Dr. Farber finished, but I was saying these companies. Uh, I know, but he was telling us something that would, might help us get something changed. I don't know what he was I think about. he was finished talking, actually. Yeah. But I, I was saying that the reason all this is going on is these companies, they're all loaded with investors who are rich people, and know they decided the treatment we were going to get within the legislature. They're like, okay, everyone's just going to get drugs, and every person that gets a prescription for these drugs, they're going to have to pay for these pills, um, sometimes against their will. Judges will order this. They'll say, yeah. you're going to pay the bill. Like uh, I read a case of a woman who was in a jail, and her kid was taken from her, and her kid's like uh, 15. They order for the kid uh, forced medications and electroshock, and they send the bill to the mom who's in jail. It's like multiple thousands of dollars. Uh, and she's still paying it off like 10 years later. Um, so they're collecting money off the poor and it goes up to like AstraZeneca or Pfizer yeah. and that money's uh, sent off to the individual stockholders. Most of the time, congressmen and senators are invested in these companies. So they're leeching money off the poor uh, yeah. through this system. And that's why it's set up and it's going to be really hard to shut it down. Yeah. Uh, really hard. Yeah. I mean, how can you get a congressman or senator to change their mind yeah. on how they're going to profit off of people? We won't be able to do anything. And we need to start doing something. And one step at a time is better than nothing. Now, there's a senator in our state whose mental what fund... What state is your state? And he... Virginia. What? Oh, Virginia. He really is. But he introduced his own bills to try and get some things passed. And he did get them passed this year in the General Assembly. So one step at a time. Now, we have laws that were passed a few years ago which gave judges a mercifully more power. And if they look at you wrong, they can put you in a mental ward for six months almost in this state. And you don't have to be a danger to yourself or someone else. You can simply be, they can say you're incompetent to take care of yourself. So that's yeah, it's some states. Let me finish. Let me finish. Be quiet. They, we need to change those laws that are on the books that give judges that much power because they are not psychiatrists or psychologists. And then we need to have more laws for punishment of doctors who just shove drugs at people and make them take them against their will. Because they're supposed to have civil but rights. That's not the, the thing. Is that all the laws in the '90s were passed in the opposite direction to make people take these drugs against their will when they're out of the psychiatric hospitals? You're not going to reverse that. These laws were passed against the opposition of uh, of, of of thousands of, of several thousands of people who had been fighting for years for reforms in the mental health system. I mean, you'd have to have a lot more people educated. You'd have to have a Bernie Sanders called a political revolution to to achieve uh, what you're talking about. Uh, um, so there might be some type of hope 
of like a, a U.S. Supreme Court decision or a local Supreme Court decision uh, to override the legislature. Um, but so far, like, I mean, I've heard from a couple of lawyers that that's probably not going to happen because um, yeah. in all previous cases, the judges always side that forced medication is acceptable to do. Um, and they have decided that that's just the way it's going to be. Um, but if you bring a case and you run it up all the way to the U.S. Supreme Court and you've got all the right doctors at the trial level, um, I've kind of personally thought that some of the weaknesses in those cases were um, that they never had the right experts testify. They always had like a state doctor who was advocating for drugs, provide all the information to the uh, judges. Very little times did they have an anti-medication doctor or any real scientific information on the trial record. And it goes up to the U.S. Supreme Court, and boom, they just, uh, you know, sometimes they put a little bit of restriction on it. Like, there's two main cases, one from the 90s, which says, as long as you're a danger to yourself or others, the institution uh, can use medications on you. And then the other one is the cell case, where they... Uh, can now uh, force medicate criminal defendants, but they have to respect the criminal defendant's Sixth Amendment right to be as medication-free as possible um, for trial and to be able to take part in their trial and testify and what? work with their lawyer. The drugs are seen as interfering with that, so there's I'll some protection. Yeah. Uh, getting uh, through some cases like that maybe. Uh, bringing in some of the United Nations information, uh, which uh, they've labeled forced drugging as a form of torture, and they want an outright ban at the United Nations level. But here the United States is it's still doing it. So there's a lot of people that support us uh, getting forced drugging banned. Um, and uh, that would be a step in the right direction because then you at least have the choice um, and you can avoid having harm done to you with these medications at that point. It... Yeah. 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 Okay. Um, let's see. I don't know what you, what you guys have planned, but it's, it's 11 p.m. Eastern time. Yeah. And, um, you know, we can, uh, we can continue if you want, or we can... You guys can, I mean, if, if you want to continue, we can, but, you know, it's 11, and you guys are welcome to opt out if you want. Well, I have um, to leave in about 10 minutes, but, yeah. Oh, yes. Um, I could stay on for the next 10 minutes, too. Um, that would be a good time, because I just have some uh, business to get to sometime in the next hour, so 10 more minutes. Let's do it. Oh, hello, yeah. Derek. Okay. Uh, okay, guys, we have 10 more minutes. If you just join Hello, Derek. Can you hear me? Uh, uh, yeah, who's there? I'm sorry to, to interrupt. Uh, my name This is Mike Mason. I just wanted to oh, say hi, something Mike. real quickly. Yeah, go ahead, Mike. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Todd and, and uh, Dr. Farber, for, uh, for being at the forum. I just wanted to know, I don't know if either of you knew this, but the uh, the manufacturer of Invega has now come out with a three-month-long uh, intramuscular injection that they are trying to use as a form of assertive uh, observed therapy in the state of New York. 
They're, they're, and, what are, uh, they're, they're planning on using as what did you call it? What it's kind? Called, of? It's called. It's a three month uh, instead of in Vega Sustena palperidone Sustena injection, which is a thirty day injection. Yeah, that's what most. They have developed them. a ninety day long one, and they're using that a lot of times on people who come out of the uh, hospitals who are supposedly going to enter partial hospitalization or day treatment for several months, and they are getting them their releases dependent on signing up for this injection and yeah, involved yeah. in patient advocacy in, in trying to avoid that at all costs. Yeah. No, I wasn't aware that they had developed a three-month thing. <laughs> I, I'm not surprised that they're getting them to... They don't let them out anymore unless they no, sign they, the no. thing. That's, they want drug customers for life. You know, right. And, and, yeah. and the thing is... And they're, they're going after kids. And in the UK... The UK is developing a, a, a one-year-long implant of risperidone, uh, also that's inserted under the skin. Wow! So, uh, what, well, well, what I know about that that drug is very dangerous. Um, I've heard many cases where uh, doctors these days they don't even care that these drugs have severe no, side effects don't. and are injurious. No. My yeah. friend was put on one of these just as an example, a case study, um, and he worked in the military, he had no idea what this drug even was. And the doctor's here, I'm going to give you a shot of this. It lasts a month or three months or something. <laughs> and they, right. It's in Vega. They put it in him, and instantaneously he is restless, can't stop moving, getting up and, and down. That's called never, That's right. Akathisia. And then he went impotent. He couldn't even get an erection anymore no. for three months. He says, oh, fuck, time. Uh-huh. <laughs> I got. I can't get an erection, man. What's going to happen to me? Oh as, man! As, as a person, as a person, I lost six and a half as as a target individual since 1996. I lost six and a half years of my life in mid 40s when I lost my power of attorney and was living in adult group homes in New York State. Mm. And I was on 700 milligrams of clozapine and I received 30 ECT treatments over the course. Oh of my year. God! Yeah. So. Close uh, like, you could have ended up with a dead, actually. It's a right. As a matter of fact, the only reason they stopped is because it developed a, a swallowing disorder that I, I couldn't even swallow my own saliva, and yeah. it was, it, that was the prime indication for it to be discontinued. Yeah. And I had to actually try to threaten to take them, the, the, the housing uh, agency, to court because I was in such a stupor from the, the HS or bedtime doses that one of the overnight staff at one site was sexually abusing me, and I wasn't even aware of it. Yeah. And uh, that's a really strange story in itself. I'm sorry to even bring that up. But yeah. thank you very much for going this year, both of you, and I'm hoping that I can be one of the people that that go with you next year. Are you from the New York area, then? I live in New York State. I used to live in New York City in Queens. Now I live at the other end of the state in Buffalo. In Buffalo. And, and you're, not, you're not on this. You're off the psychiatric drugs now, right, I presume? Yes. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Mr. Far- uh, I mean, Dr. Carver, I'm actually um, City of Richmond uh, is setting up a public forum on this uh, issue of organized torture, and I was wondering if you could attend uh, through teleconference or, or video conference as a uh, kind of panelist making a short statement on this issue. Who's making a statement? Or oh, if you could make a state statement. Oh, the, the city of Richmond uh, in California is voting right. on it. Uh, well, the city vice mayor is setting up a public forum on this matter, um, where public uh, is invited to attend. And then, uh, and then yeah, we'll I have, could do that. 
I okay, mean, if there's no objection. Uh, yeah. I you will be in August or September. Mm-hmm. Is that, yeah, uh, my name is Tomos Shibata, and I would, um, sh- how can I uh, contact you concerning this guy then? Yeah, what's uh, your name, did you say? Oh, Tomo, T-O-M-O. T-O-M-O. Oh, you want my um, number to contact me or my email or what? what? Oh, uh, whichever works for you, but I just hope you have a follow-up. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, whichever is good for you. Um, oh. Yeah, phone number will be great then. What? Yeah. I didn't hear what you said about one more week. Uh, anyway, um, oh. you could call me at 646-707-3693. Okay, thanks. uh, Yeah. What's going on there? Uh, Because I would be interested in knowing more about Richmond. I've been studying that, and I was really upset that the cops were able to to discredit everybody um, and say this wasn't going on, but the cops are usually the ones doing the targeting. They're hiding that they're integrated in NSA, using NSA surveillance, and they're hurting and harassing people. Yeah. Um, right. So uh, we're trying to pass the ordinance that we would have a provision to punish the, the police for um, not believing that, you know, that kind of complaints that does resemble delusional disorder or paranoid schizophrenia, but actually not. So they're yeah. not, they cannot systematically dismiss the complaint simply because uh, prima facie the complaints um, sound you know, the delusional as such. But, um, and, um, yeah, there's some way the victim can to the police, and the, the police are not going to be indemnified and all that. So those provisions are written uh, in the ordinance, and we're trying to have it passed. Oh, that's yeah. Well, what's your email, by the way? I should tell uh, you. It's uh, revival at hush dot com. Revival at what dot com? Oh, hush like a uh, uh, be quiet hush like h u s like Samuel h dot com. Hush dot com like. Mm-hmm. Like hush, little baby. Is that what you're saying? Uh, yeah. Like hush, like a big quiet kind of hush. Hush mail. H u s h dot com. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What, what so, country are you from? You have a. Oh, I'm originally from Japan. Oh, you're Japanese. Yeah. Yeah. I see. Uh-huh. And uh, yeah, and I'm trying to set up a similar forum in the uh, California State Legislature. I'm not really sure if that would happen, but. Um, but uh, I will contact you if that happens as well. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and also this ordinance, hopefully uh, there is a uh, provision to, to have the uh, doctors and, and psychiatrists punished for uh, uh, cooperating with the, uh, this uh, organized social crime. Yeah. 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 Uh, one thing about Richmond, uh, the idea of them investigating it is possible. Um, when you're dealing with a technology, that technology exists somewhere. Um, just because it's buried in the military and they have a satellite or a radar that's over the horizon someplace or something, uh, it, they're supposed to be doing audits on the government's weapons and surveillance uh, systems. And that's how you track down the complaints that the targets have. Uh, it's coming from somewhere. You have to go and audit the systems to get the evidence of it. You can't just sit oh, there in your hometown and never go and look at the military's weapons and see if they're being used. Mm-hmm. Is this you, uh, Todd Griffin? You, Todd. Yeah, this is Todd Giffen. Okay, great. Yeah, um, I was wondering if you could uh, join us as well and make, um, pres- you know, testify that or like, uh, yeah, make a statement. Yes, I would love to. 
Okay, great. Um, and Seth has my contact info, um, and I, I'll give it out here as well. Can you write my info down? Yeah, I got your email, and then I sent your email back. It was about the statewide initi- initiative to get the signature to have the uh, ordinance passed without the legislature in case the legislature doesn't want to do anything about this. Do you remember? Oh, okay. Yeah, I've received several pieces on that. Yes, okay. Send me yeah. another one on this. And that's a very good idea. That's the other thing I was going to say earlier. If you want to uh, change the way psychiatry works, the statewide ordinances and votes that you can do, um, you could pass some type of new law that would change something. You know, for example, a constitutional amendment which completely bans forced medication uh, or any type of forced treatment would be good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I see. Yeah. I think they've done this in one state, Ohio, where they banned uh, forced medical care of any kind. They cannot force you to get medical care in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I see. Yeah, and also there's provision for police harassing the target, you know, like uh, TI. You know. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and uh, I was hoping to include the psychiatrist uh, uh, being fined for giving a, a wrong diagnosis of a uh, delusional disorder. by the mental health system 
or they're going to go out and, and start shooting people, blah, blah, oh, yeah. blah. So, and that's part and of the, the cover story on that. Um, they never address the real problem. Um, what's causing people to do mass shootings in the first place? Uh, and that is we've created a – we've basically bred people to do this their whole lives. Uh, you know, whatever the cause, I don't know. You've got someone who's depressed – homeless, struggling, uh, plays so many violent video games, all that certainly uh, contributes to a person just being a demented little dweeb. Um, Some of these people are trained by the CIA already and crap like that. Some people are having voices put in their freaking heads. Uh, A lot of bad things. Um, And they're not addressing the big problem that our society is the problem. And we don't need gun regulations and you don't need to force people into mental health treatment. They're not addressing society's problems. Um, The fact that directed energy is still being used and, you know, all sorts of issues. Housing, college is so expensive. Inequality is rampant. Okay, that's an excellent point. I'm trying to um, to kind of underscore what you're saying here because this is really not a gun control issue. It basically yeah. has to do with how society is constructed and how uh, they deal with those that have emotional issues. Yeah. And if that's not addressed, then all the laws in the world is not going to solve this issue of people finding something to uh, to attack other people with. Yeah, but no. they don't really want to. I mean, they 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 want to. I mean, these things are usually organized by the forces of the deep. I mean, every you know, I was reading that uh, the the guy in Orlando had had several contacts with uh, FBI informants before uh, he went out over the past few years, and they had tried to. And an FBI informant had tried to get him uh, to buy guns and to get get him involved in a some kind of violent shootout uh, several years ago, and he turned them down the the first time. I think that was in the mainstream press. So most of these guys would go out and do a shoot. It seems that the the, the goal of these of the um, uh, new world order is is to more authoritarian control over a more authoritarian state and a more Surveillance and more control over over uh, people, not 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 addressing the the problems in such a manner that there could be m- more freedom and that people could act would act autonomously and harmoniously together. Yeah, um, it, they're trying to create inequality here. You have the poor people, millions and millions of poor people in this country. Then you have the super rich. They don't. The super rich don't want to give up any of the power, so they're maintaining everything as is. That is why nothing changes. And they want to take away guns because it's only going to affect the poor people who have no way to enforce their rights otherwise. So, and the rich will be safe if the poor people don't have guns. But the problem ain't going to be corrected. You know, there's still going to be people who are. Um, going insane. Um, I think there's still going to be people grabbing guns and, uh, like under the, like buying it off, you know, under the table or on the black market and going and doing shootings. They're going to continue to get guns. Well, doesn't this fall under, like it falls under a coin Anyway, all of the tactics that they use to mislead the, the public, you know, whether it's false flags 
or uh, misdiagnosis. You know, I mean, I see what Tom was saying, you, you know, uh, trying to find, you know, one topic that we can, you know, get the misdiagnosis, uh, you know, does it fall under, do we approach it with, uh, you know, the psychiatric field, which is huge, or do we approach it with, with Cointelpro? I mean, you know, that's kind of where, All right, well, know. I got to tell you something. I I'm going to get, address... get off now and yeah. see it's 20 years. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to get off here as well, but let me just say this. The woman who was talking about the, the problem where there's gang stalking going on and the, the people being gang stalked will be de- diagnosed as delusional and sometimes it's not always accurate, and that could be true, but there's also gaslighting that goes on. Doctors will gaslight the victim knowing it's happening. Even uh, like the ones doing the gang stalking, they know how to cover their tracks. They know to make sure that you don't get the evidence you need. The only way to fix this is if uh, our police and our military surveillance technology is not being used secretly anymore. Because if you take that and you start using it publicly to, to actually track events where you could pull up a computer and you're like a judge or a public defender or something, and you could look at what the fuck was going on, um, and you could see that there there are people stalking people. You could put people in brain scanners. You can track secret communications. All the classified communications can be reviewed publicly. Then you can start to track what the fuck's going on with all this. And there will be no more false diagnosing any delusional or, uh, victim as delusional ever again. Because so you need to secret- tie, it, tie, it, tie it in with uh, like what Oakland and Santa Clara are doing, having stricter ordinances. All right, I'm going to get off this is a, a longer no. conversation. I'll, I'll um, talk to Toma, to, to, is it? Yeah, Tomo. Yeah, yeah. Tomo. Yeah, Tomo. Yeah. Oh. oh, okay. She does yeah, great I, work. She does great work, yeah. Okay, uh, great. Well, thanks, guys, for uh, joining us tonight. It was an interesting discussion, and we covered a lot of topics. Yes. Um. Dr. Farber, Todd, I uh, hope you guys can join us again sometime soon. Yeah. Uh, Todd, I do have a project that's coming up that um, could use your expertise. Um, I'll talk to you later about that if, if that's okay. All right. Okay, so All right. thank you. Yeah. Okay. Thanks, guys. All right. Uh, All right. Yes, I'll talk to you. Uh, in my website, if anyone wants to contact me, it's drrobertduncan.com. Okay. Thanks. Thanks very much, Todd. I appreciate it very much. And uh, for those of you that uh, would like to continue uh, our discussion, we're going to segue into general topics, uh, which means that uh, whatever is on your mind tonight, uh, feel free at this time. Uh, Star 8 is the request to talk uh, feature on your phone as we continue our discussion. Derek, if you're still there, I would like to find out how to get a copy of that Ohio law he mentioned that was passed against. Are you there, Derek? Yeah. Um, he's gone now. Scotty can never stop talking. Doesn't have solutions or remedies. But if that was passed in the state of Ohio, then 
us as TIs can get a copy of it, we can give it to our own legislatures and introduce it into our state assembly to get a law passed. It's easy to introduce a bill. It just takes a while to get it passed. And that's what we need to do. And the second thing we need to do is publicize the plight of mental patients being given forced drugs. How we get that advertised to the general public, I don't know, because they have no idea what's going on. And like Todd said, once your brain's pickled, you can't change it back. And, you know, we have TIs given forced medicine, and it really does bother them. I have a friend here. But she uh, had, a, and I have a senator working on one because his son was a mental patient and almost killed him one time, stabbing him. And he got a bill passed this year, and something he introduced. So it only took him one uh, assembly session to get it passed. But well, the thing about it is that uh, for us to get a, a bill passed, we'll probably have to partner with at least one other agency. Like mommy, for instance, uh, you know, us by ourselves could not get a state bill passed. It's just way, way too political. Well, I know it is, but at the same time, we have some human rights organizations in each state, and I think they would help us. Well, possibly. I mean, you'd have to ask them. Sure, sure you do. Association uh, for uh, uh, mental health, or whatever it's called. That's uh, that's a good national organization that uh, if we presented this uh, to them and they decide to take it up, then, you know, we could work with them as far as getting something like that passed. They have, they work all over the country and they're very active, I think. And my city has an office I saw found recently that's called Human Rights Commission Office. And that's in the city. So whether each city has such an office or not, I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably all the major cities do. Well, they should work with us and help us. Now, whether they are part of social services and the nutties, I don't know. But they, if they're human rights, then they should work with us to pass bills for human rights. But we need to really work on this. Can we set up a committee of some kind to work on it, Derek? Uh, well, no. I mean, the thing is, uh, the legal committee should be uh, technically in charge of something like that. But we've not been able to form a legal committee for a while. Well, we need to set up another one. Do you still have that crisis number? We still have a contact number, yeah. Is it that 800 number that you had and Shelly and them used to answer? Who's answering it now? Oh, that's something different. Shelly's number. No, remember we had an emergency number people could call one time. I'm getting harassed by this darn cop at my door, Derek. I need to tell you, I don't know what he's going to do. He's really crazy. She's been calling, Jennifer White next door has been calling the cop all night. They put so many chemicals in here that I go out and sit on my patio. If I get really chemically 
you know, affect it. I'll go and sit for an hour to get fresh air. And so she's calling the cops when I sit on my patio in the night. And she's got this buddy of hers harassing me. I don't know what he might do. He's crazy. He keeps knocking on my door. Anyway, know about it. And we need a crisis number set up again. Can we set that up again and get people to answer it when people call in or not? We need to do that, Derek. We don't have a crisis number. Are you there? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um. Alice, but, you know, people really don't have uh, crises that I know of. In all the years I've been working this, I've not had a crisis call ever that uh, warranted that. So I'm really not worried about that. If people need help, where would they call? Well, you know, as TIs, we are in, in many, many TIs in a constant state of, um, of turmoil because that's what the probes do. Uh, as far as um, abject emergencies, that's, uh, that's something that I've not really encountered because everybody's facing things that they're facing ev- that ha- they're having to deal with on a daily basis because of these uh, evil perps that uh, that uh, just cause they live to cause trouble. And problems. So that's what they do. So, um, you know, a specific line for emergencies is not really practical because, or hasn't been necessarily something that uh, we've we've really absolutely needed because the eyes are kind of in a in, in an elevated state of turmoil every day. A lot of them. So you know, I feel a lot of calls from people that uh, that need emergency assist- assistance for this and that they are or you know, something. So, um, it, I mean, it really has not been something that our community has absolutely needed um, that I can tell. As long as people have the conference calls, they vent there. As long as they have my number, they call me. As long as they have 800 number, they call there. And that's all that they need to do. Okay. Hello, Derek. Yeah. Hi, how are you? Hi. This is Alicia. Oh, hi, Alicia. Yeah, I'm at the hospital waiting to be seen by a doctor. Just wanted to call. Um, just... yeah, yeah, I'm glad you called and everything. I'm really sorry to hear about what you're experiencing. 
Um, and I wish we could do more to help you at the moment, but um, if there's anything that you need right now, well, there's just a lot of things you need. I only need that. But um, whatever you feel is pressing for you, uh, maybe you can present it to the community. Maybe we can get some feedback for you. Yeah, I'm just in so much pain, you know. I mean, I have all these rashes all over me and all over my son and my daughter, and I just don't know what that is. And they just keep, I don't know what they're using. They just keep putting it on, you know, just, it's just like nonstop. The pain, and I, I, you know, I just can't function anymore. My legs are burning. You know, with my head, and it's all night long and all day. So much pain, I mean. Right. Um, since you're at the hospital, um, can you ask them to give you something for uh, for pain? Okay. I'll try. I'll try. All right. I'll just, uh, I'll just start sticking. I'll just... You're difficult to understand right now, Alicia. It sounds like you're talking into a tunnel or something. Okay, that's just, I'm at the hospital. I'm going to start and fix it, and then I'll, I'll just listen. Okay? Thank you. Okay, um, I didn't catch what you said. Could you repeat that? Hello. Hello. Is the call over? No, it's no, still it's there. Oh, yeah, hello. Oh, my volume just. Yeah, I was just saying that I'll just sit back and just listen because you, you're not getting a good reception because I'm in the hospital. I'm in emergency room. I just listened to the other callers. I was just trying to see. If they could um, give me any advice or just any type of help, I just what's going you... on? You're coming in better now, but uh, yeah. someone has a suggestion for Alicia. Uh, please I do just... so. I just wish this could all end because it's just terrible. It's it's really bad. Well, we all do, Alicia. Nobody wants to be here. Just I have a, a, a plane. These planes constantly follow me around. They constantly hit me. Whatever the planes, these planes, these type of aircraft, they constantly follow you around. You don't want to tell them that, Alicia. Uh, 
Don't you tell them that. Don't stay with, stay on the pain subject, on the rash. Don't say anything else. Okay. Don't complicate it. Remember where you are. They don't get it. They don't know. Okay. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to uh to remain calm. Uh part of the uh, the protocol is to uh to keep you upset, keep you worried, uh keep you fearful. Lisa, what's going on with you? What's happening? And really quickly, just for brainstorming, um, Derek, regarding what Alice said, like in terms of when people are end up in a mental institution um, or in jail or are suicidal, you know, um, you know, if we had a response team, you know, set up that could help. Um, nip this off at the bud so that it doesn't go on for a long time for these people, you know, so that it's just in a brainstorming spirit. Alicia, what's going on with you? Uh, I keep getting, I have like rashes all over me. They itch and they burn. And um, they're all over my, my children. Whatever, you know, they're using, it causes like a rash, a burning rash. And you're, and you're in the hospital due to the rash? Yeah, it hurts the so bad. It's itching and it just spreads from one part of your body to the next. And I don't know if they're like spraying or what they're doing. It's just, it's like, it's horrible. Have you had that for a while? It started, yeah, it's, it's been coming and going, and now it's just getting worse, whatever whatever they're using. Do you mind if I ask how old you are? I'm in my, I'm in my 40s. Oh, that's really young. Yeah. Well, it's really important that we take care of our health, you know, and, um, and our, you know, our bodies and, uh, Sometimes we react to psychic warfare, and other times it's technological warfare on us, you know, and it's really, really important, and I was having this conversation with somebody yesterday, that we keep our, uh, that we strengthen our bodies and keep them as strong as possible, you know, so that we eat healthy, um, and we fight, you know, what's going on, and um, alkalize our bodies, and you know, eat fruits and vegetables and superfoods, you know, that can uh, regenerate, you know, the cellular integrity of our bodies and do a lot of juicing, um, you know, fresh juicing and things like that because we need to keep our bodies strong. I've had some rash develop due to the um, anger of others and, you know, to things happening to me. Um, but I try to, you know, I try to fight it off and I try to, um, you know, use diet and exercise and psychic self-defense, you know, to fight all of that stuff off. 
And I also get the sense that you need some protection, so maybe we can all pray so that you get some uh, human friends to, to um, do some protection for you and put more protection around you. advice uh alicia about diet and exercise because i've heard from many people that that makes a difference okay yeah you can get on neil's call but i'm getting like a green shake you know like with alkalizing stuff in it like avocado and spirulina and banana you know those would be really good for you because that would build up that would build you up and also alkalize you know, and be very nourishing um, for your body. But don't give up. Nobody should give up. And, uh, and you know, I haven't known anybody that fights this off to die. When people um, are aware of what's going on with them and they fight it, you know, um, you can be pretty successful, you know. So everybody needs to fight this stuff. But Neil's call, you know, Neil likes to focus on health, and uh, you know, and you're welcome to give me a call because I've been a, I've been a health nut my whole life, and I'm a spiritual healer. But um, and but you also need more protection around you. So if anybody has the you know the skills to offer her some uh, protection around her, that would be helpful. But build up your health too, protection and building up your health. And lemon and water all reminds, you know, people also is a very easy alkalizer to the body. It cleanses everything. And that's easy to do. Like if you're in a restaurant or a hospital, you know, ask them to put a lemon wedge in, in some bottled water and that'll begin cleansing the body immediately. immediately. Okay. We love you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I appreciate it. We love you, love you. Just wish they would just stop. I don't know what I did to deserve anything like this. Terrible. And why would you go after little children? I don't understand. Why? What? Do, what are they doing to the children? What's What's happening to my children? Well, that's why it's important to get the legislation, you know, to change this stuff. Uh, I was on my bicycle and caught the last ten minutes of the conversation with um, Gus. But, um, you know, I had some feedback, too, because from within the system, uh, you know, it's very archaic. The mental system is very archaic. And the whole thing needs to be nipped off in the bud. 
It just needs to stop. This is warfare on the population. So if we can get legislation to stop or we can change channels, change the consciousness within the system and um, get the medical doctors to stop, you know, waging warfare on us and do what they're, they were trained to do, which is a real diagnosis and not diagnosing people due to an agenda or because they don't have the, the time, you know, or they don't get paid enough to really research somebody's situation. You know, doctors are supposed to give real, genuine diagnosis on somebody, not according to someone's agenda for a person. That's ridiculous. I found that I find that incredibly obtuse for a medical doctor to give a false diagnosis based on the agenda of somebody else. Doctors are supposed to do what doctors are supposed to do. Right, right. I agree. Um. I tried, um, Alicia, um, might consider, um, visiting an alternative doctor or holistic doctor, uh, as well, because, um, I remember years ago when I went to a, uh, traditional doctor and, uh, for psoriasis, and they gave me some, uh, a stab of some type that really was not effective, so um, I ended up going to a um, homeopathic doctor, and um, he gave me these pills that uh, that worked perfectly. So you might have to consider um, alternative treatment. But, you know, build up your health. Cleanse and also build it up. You know, exercise if you're able to. And then, you know, fight fight it off. You know, fight the negativity off. And try to um, fight the technology off as much as possible. And then get more protection from others that are willing to help. Yeah. And you'll, you'll feel better. If the planes lift up, I think whatever is... It's connected to a satellite. It's connected to some type of aircraft. Because every time they ride to go over your house or the place where you live at, it's just so painful. And they do it all day long. It's terrible. You know, I don't, I don't know if anybody else had that experience. Yeah, I've had I've been attacked directly with HARP and on a daily basis for the last few years by satellite. And um I use a lot of prayer because there are people in high places that are really out there to help. Um and so I sort of um you know, I try to connect to them. And I don't know about your location, you know where you live, um and if that makes you more vulnerable to that kind of thing. Um, if you have the resources and the money, you know, we can hire people to use covert technology to protect us, but the whole thing really needs to be shut down, actually. But it really, if it exists, it should be used to take down the criminals and not everybody else. Go ahead. Sorry. (laughs) 
to get the resources and pull in as much support as you can for you because there is technical protection out there and um, prayer can bring a a phenomenal amount of protection on that level. I mean, I felt it. I have felt advanced technologies from advanced sources, you know, um, know, um, protecting me from electrolasers. I, I, I do feel a lot of protection. So you can pray for that, but um, we have to be realistic about, you know, what's going on and how to fight it and keep our bodies strong. So it's, you know, it's all of those, dear. I mean, our... And we're all here to help each other. Uh, Malika, how are things at your place now? <laughs> um, it's 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 fine. You know, it's, it hasn't changed since I talked to you last. Thank you for asking. Um, I feel grateful to be in a nice place with very nice people. Um, and you know, they're a very 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 nice couple that I'm with. Um. Oh, Waiting for you to come over and go swimming. <laughs> oh well, yeah, I I would be uh I'd like to go to the beach sometime. Maybe we can uh get tennis and Manuel to go with us. Yeah. That'd be fantastic. Hey dear, can you hear me? Yes. Uh, uh, I know a holistic doctor, man. I don't know where uh, Lisa Leah, but uh, I, I know a holistic doctor. And uh, if she if she want to, uh, you give my number four 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 five three 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 six four, and this doctor know about this stuff. So okay. Uh, Alicia, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay. Well, I, don't, I don't know if y'all. I know a holistic doctor. I don't know where you live, whatever. But uh, my name was, and uh, you call me later on, and I, I give you uh, information about this holistic doctor. And my number is four 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 five three 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 six four. Okay. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right. 
Uh, that might be a good idea, uh, Alicia. I would advise you to follow up on that. She said she's in Philadelphia. Yeah, I live in Philadelphia. Oh, um, I just wanted to chime in that I'm glad Derek is going to be able to um, have an opportunity to go swimming with, with a, a good friend. I'm happy. <laughs> That's all I wanted to say, and I'll just be listening. I'm glad. <laughs> That's very, very nice of you to nurture Derek. We, were, we, we, we went in San Diego on his birthday to take care of somebody, another T.I., and I tried to get Derek to go to the beach on his birthday, and he, he, was, a, he was a twerp. He refused to go to the beach on his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, well, he, he had that, yeah, he had that conscientiousness, you know, but, yeah, he's got to, oh. he has to relax once in a while. Oh yeah, it was an hour and a half drive, and um, how'd it go, dear? I wasn't prepared for that, but the visit itself, uh, the trip to San Diego was was very nice. Mhm. Uh, I enjoyed that. Oh good. Yeah, Derek was happy anyway. So, oh, I'm glad. Okay. But, uh, uh, hopefully, we'll get to the beach soon. Yeah. <clears throat> Good. Okay. Um, Can I say something about what they said that day, Derek? About um, advanced technology still cannot still cannot control the soul. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's been a lot of talk, you know, about mind control, and I think it's a very important issue, and it really uh, bothers my heart. It's heartbreaking when people get suicidal, and I have definitely gone into some states of despair over the last year in my situations, although I know that of some logistical mistakes I've made, you know, because it's like walking a tightrope. Uh, when you're doing political activism and you have the government after you, and then I end up in difficult situations, but um, basically we should never, ever give our power away. We should never ever give up. Um, there is a divine plan that's protected. God is watching over us and if we tune into that we can receive guidance and answers and wisdom um, and um, you know they cannot control even with the most highest advanced negative technology um, they cannot control, they really cannot control our thinking, our thoughts our soul, our consciousness uh, and that's what this place was also saying, is that with the highest negative uh, advanced technology, they don't have access to our higher selves. Our higher selves exist on a much higher dimension and a much higher frequency than any negative technology can ever uh, reach. And uh, we need to remember that. And they do put implants in us, and they do put thoughts in us through technology or psychic warfare or voice to skull and all of that kind of stuff. You know, and we can, um, sort of, you know, slip up and have moments and things like that. But, you know, we need to never give our power away to that kind of thing because uh, by divine law, they cannot change our DNA. They cannot change, you know, um, they really cannot control us. Uh, they cannot control our consciousness, our soul, or change our DNA. And... Um, 
that they cannot control our minds and our body to the extent that people, you know, a lot of people have been led to think so, but they want people to think that. And they, you know, they put so much garbage just to keep us focused on them. You know, we have to deal with that garbage all the time, but it's really, we have to um, not, I mean, not give it any power at all. At all. Just because the perps are talking in our ears doesn't mean they're saying the truth. Right. I, I would agree. Uh, and speaking of San Diego and, you know, this topic that you brought up, um, I've not had any contact whatsoever from from Linda. Uh, so I'm a little bit concerned if you're trying... Yeah, it would be wonderful to hear from her, definitely. Linda, if you're listening, call Derek. Uh, she sometimes comes to this call and, and asks for help. Hey, Derek. Yeah? Hi, it's Barb. Can I um, change the subject a little bit and ask if there's anybody on this call? Evidently, Robert Duncan posted last week on his Facebook page a gaming device patent. And evidently, it's quite complicated. And I'm wondering if there's anybody on this call that read it and understood um, how it works. Okay, um, I haven't seen it, uh, Barb. I think he posted it on his Facebook page, so somebody would have to be a Facebook person, you know, on his Facebook page, I think. Do you know when that was posted? Oh, well, I want to say last week. Somebody even read the summary, and that was a confusing. And then at the rest of it, she just said, this is way too complicated. So I was just curious if anybody read it and, you know, could give a little summary. It sounds like nobody did or nobody knows what it said. So that's okay. I had it emailed to um, Peter, so maybe he had a chance to read it. Okay. It was a good time. Okay. Derek, I have a question. This is Anne from New York. Hi, Anne. Welcome to the call. Thank you. Um, I am being viciously attacked as well. Um, it's not physical, it's, I think, I would call it electronic brain stimulation. There aren't voices, but the communication is nonstop, and they bombard me with my own thoughts, just bombard me one after the other. Um, And the noise is unbearable. They control the noise to where they make it so loud, I can't even hear somebody talking to me. You know, standing two feet away. 
I was wondering, and I wanted to ask Dr. Father, but I came out laying on the call and I was muted. Would an EKG show any irregularities while they're hitting me? If I got an EEG. Okay, what was your question again, please? While I'm being hit, can I get an EEG where it would show irregularities? Has anyone done that? Uh, that it might show irregularities, um, although they probably would not be attacking you while that was happening. And I thought of that as well, but they attack me on a regular basis. I, I mean, it's all concentrated in my brain. It's all in my brain. All the attacks are in my brain. In fact, I thought they were going to do me in today. And they still might. Okay. Well, it's, I I wouldn't know the answer to that. Uh, Robert Duncan might be able to tell you. Um, maybe Todd Giffen, if he was still here, could answer that. Seth gave out his, his phone number before. I, I don't know if I got it right. 646707. Okay. Who are you asking about? Dr. Flava. Oh, thank you, Barbara. Did he well, say six four six seven oh seven? Well, if you want to call me, I'll I'll verify his number. Okay, thank you. I'm going to put my speech on right now. Okay. <laughs> Does Dr. Duncan have an, an email address or is it just through Facebook? Um, yeah, he does have an email address. Oh. Do you have that as well? 
Uh, let's see. It's cyclotron gmail dot com. I can't hear you. Uh, I'll give that to you. Uh, if you want to call? Okay. It's a lot of noise right now. I need to find that coming from. Did you say his name? Was it Robert Duncan, Dr. Robert Duncan at Gmail? No, I didn't say his name. Okay. I'd like to respond to the question the woman had about the EEG. Yeah. Um, my thoughts on this, and I'm not an expert, so I wouldn't quote me, but the little bit that I do know is that those areas of your brain that are being activated from these um, neural pathways that are stimulating the sound, they're probably going to be around your temporal lobes and your ears and your brain. And they will light up in your EEG. They'll actually show the color because of the frequency amount of intensity of it. It may be very helpful to go to someone who can get that information for you, but also they need to be able to understand the results, being able to diagnose what's going on in your brain. Um, and I don't know who can help you with that. Yeah. I just okay, uh, guys, I've, I've muted everybody. There's a lot of noise, and I'm not sure where it's coming from. So um, I'm going to go ahead and start uh, over with the uh, uh, with the callers and those that want to talk. So if um, if you were speaking, I uh, do apologize for having to mute the call. It was just a lot of uh, interference. Um, Go ahead and star eight, and uh, I will open your line, those that want to talk. Hello, this is Brenda. Hi. Hi, Brenda. How's it going? I'm trying to find where this noise is coming from so so far so quiet <laughs> good oh Derek I have a question when you're trying to tell you know a stranger about gang stalking do you think it's wiser to use the word cyber stalking um, Hello? well if you're talking about computer issues or uh, internet oh. issues Oh, okay. So it's it's not the same thing at all. Uh, no, it is. It's something different. Okay. All right. I just yeah. I still can't seem to get to anybody. About they just glaze over in two seconds. So okay. All right. Thanks.
I don't know how much this has been discussed because I haven't heard all of the conference calls this year, but it would be fascinating to hear from experts, you know, uh, to discuss what the technology can do, you know, to the brain and what it cannot do. I know I'm writing a book. I've been writing a book for the last two years on how the soul interacts with the body. And I know that no one's ever been able to mess with my heart, you know, or my soul. And actually, you know, they do mess with my physical body, but I still have the same consciousness and I still have the same convictions and I still have the same focus. And um, so it would be interesting to hear from, you know, a scientific, you know, point of view or from experts, you know, so that we can gain more knowledge about this, um, you know, and so that, you know, we don't um, give up so easily and so that we have more intellectual knowledge, you know, on what's really controllable, you know, and, and what's not. But I know that prayer is very, very, um, you know, helpful when it comes to the directed energy weapons that we're all experiencing. You know, and ask to have all of the support technologically and otherwise, you know, to be protected. Shut up, bitch! You know, Big shut up, bitch! Oh, wow. Um, There's a perp. Perp, 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 perp. Okay, uh, well, I have heard the same thing, actually, uh, Malika, that prayer does, is effective. Um, the prayer is effective against uh, the uh, electronic attacks. Yeah. That's great. Hi, Derek. This is Linda from Central California. How you doing? Hi. I want to say that I so I'm not sure the lady's name what the lady's name is who talks about prayer being effective, but boy do I agree with that. I I just recently got back into my AA program that is very connected to higher power, and I've just recently getting been getting closer to my higher power, and I've noticed a dramatic reduction in the impact that the frequencies are having on me. So agree with her. You know, we do have a higher power, and it's more powerful than any entity on this earth, so we might as well get support, you know? Is that Malika, did you say? We were talking about yeah, that? yeah, it is, yeah. And, I mean, if we don't know who to go to ourselves, I mean, I do, I do know certain humans that are helping me, but, you know, our spirit guides and God, you know, know who to go to on the planet that might have the resources or, you know, um, you know, anyone in high places that has the resources, the money, the technology, or whatever, you know, that can help buffer us from what's going on because, you know, the help is really there. And there's, um, so, yeah, it's, it is really, really helpful. I mean, it's, like, critical almost. Yeah, I, I agree. It, 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 it has its impact almost yeah, and then, you know, there's a lot of remote viewing going on, so there's a lot of psychic warfare, and we can also gather psychic support. And, I mean, if I had the resources, if I had the money, I'd be hiring retired Navy SEALs. You know, I'd have an entourage of Navy SEALs and attorneys around me, 
you know, not not to mention um, going after the people that I know are behind my harassment. <clears throat> and that's why they like to keep us from having resources. And I think it's really important to get, you know, find a fundraising going on in this community. I'm trying to find an article also that I that um, was brought up on Shelley's call one night. It's about the county of, of um, Santa Clara here in California that has passed a law outlawing uh, secret surveillance. They, it's, this is the first county in the in the entire nation that has passed a law that actually out, outlaws the secret surveillance. And I think that's just such a, such a great thing. And I think that's this is being talked about more. People are getting behind it. Melinda talked, suggested the other night that we take a look at what what led to their passing that law. And I'm going to write the, um, to the councilman that was headed up this process and see if he can help us, help me figure out how to get that started in our community. You know, I know we're all, you know, a lot of people are going to their city councils, and that's great. But they really got somewhere with this. They actually got a law passed. That it's the first one. I think we are because it's, we're we're getting on the book. You know, we are getting we are getting um, even General Petraeus is now um, investigating um, some forms of, of secret surveillance in this country and how it's betraying the citizens. I mean, wow, that's I think good good knowledge. So we have good stuff going on. Dear, dear, you're actually kind of breaking up quite a bit, so I'm telling you. Oh, I, that's because my speaker was on my head. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, that's much better. Okay. I'm looking for this article because it's just terrific how, how the county of Santa Clara has passed a law in outlawing secret surveillance. That's, that's the, first law, the first county in the country to do this, you know? And what a great precedent they're setting for the rest of us to be able to hopefully go after this with our own counties, you know? That's awesome. Maybe Isn't you it? can um, give that link to Derek and other people in the community so that yes. we can um, go to that link and read about it. Because when the city councils, you know, pass law to ban, you know, covert harassment in their town or things are, you know, happening like that, I know... Um, in Evanston, Wyoming, they labeled January as the month for um, stalking and sexual harassment. That's the theme, you yeah. know, for the month. For the month, and I was really impressed with that. Right, right. It's <laughs> becoming more. You know, if, if somebody says we're crazy because we think we've got secret surveillance, you know, just print out the article and hand it to them and say, really, you know, the county of Santa Clara has now passed a law against it because it does exist. We're not crazy. You know, that's awesome, isn't it? Now, if I can yeah. find the article, I will. I will put the. If I can find it, it's probably been lifted from my bookmarks, but um, I'll find it and um, post it in the chat room. Okay. Yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah, that's it, fantastic, isn't it? <laughs> Did you get that, Derek? Did you hear that? Um, no, I was distracted. What? I was doing something else. I'm sorry. What was going on? Um, the county of Santa Clara has, has passed a law outlawing secret surveillance, and it's the only county in the entire nation that has done this, and I think it's just the beginning. Also, General Petraeus is investigating secret surveillance, 
and and heading up some some activity to prevent it or to get control of it. And that's I think that's two really good situations for us. Good information. You know? Oh, um I think I did see something about that recently. Uh, Santa Clara and also um San Jose. It's actually San Jose. I don't think they I think San Jose was acquiring a drone. And that's one of the reasons Santa Clara got so upset. It's like this stuff has to stop. You know, I I could be wrong about San Jose, but my understanding is they were secretly obtaining a drone or if I could find the article, I could read all of that to you. Where is it? Okay. Um well, it seems like uh, someone sent an email about this um, that was recently passed by the San Jose hmm. um, City Council, I believe, about this um, ordinance. I'd have to check, but um, I've heard about both of these recently. Oh, here we go. Okay. Yeah, this is, this is really heavy-duty news for us, I think. We are, um, we're getting... No, some people are taking this very, very seriously, and thank God. We need to be taken seriously. I'm going to find my glasses and read this. Um, okay. I mean, I think we all need to be have sort of a, you know, a cheery, I mean, something to look forward to, and I think this is something to look forward to, you know. It's not all gloom and doom. We really do have something coming in our behalf. Okay, let me just read a little bit. Is that okay with you, Derek? Oh, that's fine. Okay, Santa Clara County has passed a landmark law to stop secret and discriminatory surveillance. Yesterday, the Board of Supervisors, and this was back in June 8th, this, this, this June, unanimously approved the Surveillance Technology and Community Safety Ordinance and became the first county in the nation to institute Consistent transparency, accountability, and oversight measures for all surveillance decisions. Um, while unchecked and discriminatory surveillance is not a new problem, uh, communities and their lawmakers understand that we are in a unique and important moment for action. In recent decades, communities have been increasingly blindsided by billions of dollars of government grants down to local law enforcement to buy invasive surveillance technologies. The federal and state funds have uh, circumvented traditional budget oversight mechanisms and led to the expansion of surveillance without limits and safeguards for rights, for our rights. And it goes on and it, well, it talks about San Jose's secret acquisition of a drone, um, comes on the heels of that, the um, Santa Clara Sheriff's attempt to quietly buy an invasive cell phone tracking device, um, and all kinds of information where the counties have been secretly buying very unfortunate um, drones and you know devices to invade our privacy, and they're they're putting their foot down. I I just think this is setting such a great precedent. Um, we can now you know, address this in other counties, and, and we can't be called crazy. I mean, they're doing it, you know. Santa Clara's doing it. It's a law. I think that's just fabulous. I'd like to, I'd, I'd like for all of us to have that wordage. And that if we put it in the newsletter, maybe, Derek, could you do that? Because we need that wordage. The way yeah, they we do. It. 
Yeah. You know, I mean, if you're going to take it to your city council, you've got to have the right word. Exactly. Um, you know, the more consistent we are in that regard, that's good. Sounds good. Doesn't it? Thank you. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to post it in the, in the chat, Eric. Derek. Chat's nice, but that doesn't help me. <laughs> or some of us not on that. Not on that. Oh, <laughs> Lonnie, call me. <laughs> I'll send it to you. I'd like to see it written out, though, in the newsletter, you know, yes. which would be nice. Yeah, that would be. We could do that. That would be very helpful. Yeah, then people could print it out and take it with them. Exactly. That's what I do. Always oh, good. Yeah, and we need that. We need the wording, you know. I mean, we just need that kind of information, I think. To help mm-hmm. us, you know. Mm-hmm. When I get ready to say something, and it's important, it's, it's, all the words aren't there, especially the technical ones. Yeah. So when somebody else does it right, I'd like to. I'd like <laughs> to have it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I mean, just hold it out and say, "See, you know." <laughs> yeah, it, it goes this way. <laughs> yeah. Walk this way. Yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic, isn't it? I, yeah, fabulous. that's really fantastic. That's a breakthrough that because that means that there are some, um, you know, people. I mean, in our governments that are really understanding what's going on. Yes. Thank God. And I th- think there's a lot of real ignorance too. I mean, even you know, the doctors and the people that are used as puppets at different levels of society. You know. Yeah. Um, need to make a paycheck because they need to go home and feed their families, and they and they prioritize that, you know, over what they're doing from nine to five, because the higher ups are telling them, you know, and certain other terminology to persecute the people that they're working with, mm-hmm. you know, and that they're supposed to be taken care of. Yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I have gang stalkers following me every single day. <laughs> me too. At the I have market. photographs of them. Pardon? Yeah. At the market, you know, I, I mean, mm-hmm. it's just weird. Everywhere I go, I get gang stalkers or stalkers, whatever they are. Yeah. yeah, they have baseball caps and they have their cell phones to plot my coordinates and send it to the people that have direct, like, military weaponry on me. Yeah. And um, they have backpacks on. They're on motorcycles. They're on bicycles. They grin at me. How are you doing, ma'am, today? You know, I'm not talking to you because I don't want you to tape record my voice. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, they hack into the library. They hack into computers. They've messed up my cell phone. I My 6.30 alarm is going off intermittently throughout the day. And oh, jeez. It's like <laughs> on and on and on. Oh, my uh, God. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, I need to file a report. I've already sent a report to the Department of Justice on one of my main, you know, 
our you know main heads of the covert harassment, but the other the real real big one I haven't filed a report on him yet, so I need to do that. We need to be very proactive in our situations and help each other. Yes. With our health and Yes. You're 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 very you're you said you you've been in health not all your life, yeah? I'm sorry, I've been what? Malika, you said you've been into health all your life? Yeah, I've been in health not I've um juiced yes, yeah, yeah. I've been juicing since nineteen eighty seven. I've had uh, tons and tons of juicers, and I've given a lot of them away to friends or people that I meet, um, you know, because it's so important because the juice, according to Dr. Norman Walker, the father of juicing, the juice of the fruits and vegetables holds all the nutrients and the vitamins in it, huh. and it, it gets into our bloodstream within 15 minutes. Um, I, I've, you know, just out of whatever diet or lifestyle, you know, I back in the 90s I had a little bit of chronic fatigue twice, and I was able to get rid of it. Um, by drinking a glass of juice and taking um, some vitamins, you know, meditating and exercising, and it was gone immediately. So it's really easy, you know, if, uh, people are willing, you know, you know, if people are willing, you know, to just to look at it and, con- you know, look at our situation, um, pretty much almost, you know, anything can be healed or fixed. And, you know, I've had parts of my body destroyed and my teeth have been pulled apart and I have... Um, you know, other things that have been done to my body, but um, you know, I'm, you know, yeah, yeah, I teeth, the whole thing. You know, I've been there too. Um, but I, I agree, and I, I don't know about you. I take so many supplements that are supposed to be protective, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I think didn't you say chlorella? Did you mention chlorella? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's up there with the superfoods, yeah. So yeah. I said spirulina, but chlorella is one yeah. of them, and wheatgrass, and I don't remember all of them. Yeah. Yeah. Wheat, wheatgrass is amazing. And when I lived in Manhattan Beach, there was a, a little store down the street that did, you know, had wheatgrass juice, and I would buy some and drink it, and I and you're right, within minutes, I felt so much better. I could feel it immediately, you know? Mm-hmm. That's awesome. It's amazing. Yeah. It's been, it's really, really, I know I should take it. It's really, really strong taste for me. Yeah. <laughs> Dilute oh, it with it's apple really, really hard for me to swallow. Dilute it with apple juice. It helps. And throw yeah. a sweetener in there. It helps. Yeah. Yeah, I should do that. <laughs> yeah. It works for me. I can't get it otherwise either. It's, but they also sell wheatgrass tablets on Amazon, really inexpensive, and it's just mm-hmm. like compressed you know, the compression of that stuff that comes out. When Getting juice out of a blade of grass is not simple, as we know, you know. But right. when it, it comes out, they they um, do something to it, and it's in tablet form. And I think I feel better. Yeah, yeah it's really, yeah. No, I mean, the importance of the super greens is really incredible. And yeah. another teacher of mine is Dr. Gabrielle Cousins. He's a, <clears throat> um, one of the pioneers in the holistic field. and. Mm-hmm. One of his books called The Rainbow Diet, um, I something that really resonated deeply with me that taught me a lot is he categorized foods into three categories, those that regenerate the cellular integrity of the body, those that maintain the cellular integrity of the body, and, mm-hmm. and that, that degenerates us. And so 
the category that regenerates the cellular integrity of our body is the super group, the superfoods that you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Chlorella and wheatgrass and spirulina and all of those. And then the foods that maintain the cellular integrity of our body are fruits and vegetables. And everything else degenerates it. <laughs> I know vitamin C it, it, um, helps maintain the integrity of the cell walls. I suppose that's a good thing for us to take, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And iodine, so, yeah, yeah. iodine helps protect against the frequencies, and it helps repair after we've been hit. I, I read. And it, mm-hmm. and it also clears, it cleanses the toxic metals from our bodies. Mm-hmm. According to Dr. Lynn Horowitz, and I ordered some iodine from him a few years ago. Yeah. So does um, Selena, Selena, I can't remember if there's another, there's an, another um, supplement that cleans out the metals. Um, there are a lot of good things. There's a there's a great site, bestemfhealth.com, and he has okay. a lot of good information. He claims to have cured himself from cancer. He's he's been targeted for years. He claims to have uh, cured himself from cancer on four different occasions, just by the you know by being healthy and taking yeah. the supplements that he talks about. And he lists he has a, a long list of supplements and he describes exactly what they do how they, you know, perform in your body to help you. It's really an interesting mm-hmm. site. Yeah, absolutely. There's, I mean, there's so much we can do, and there's um, there's so much out there. And, you know, I think um, it would be wonderful, you know, for the TI community to educate ourselves, <clears throat> um, you know, those of us that need to, you know, on this, because it is pretty easy, you know, yes. to rebuild our health and to regenerate our health, mm-hmm. you know. And then the weaponry doesn't have as much effect on us. Um, I know that it's heavy for all of us, but it's. I know that when I was really weak um, earlier in the year, just a regular gang stalking mm-hmm. um, and, and the weaponry was um, was hurting me much, much more than it ever has. Yeah. You know, and so when I got in the position to <clears throat> rebuild my health, you know, I went back to a, normal, a more normal state <clears throat> where it wasn't, I wasn't so vulnerable to it. Yeah. And, um, yeah, there's so many things that you can do. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Um, uh, I, I became acquainted with something called ASEA, which I was going to try to distribute um, uh, to the TI community with Ben, who was on the medical committee a, a couple of years ago. And that um, signals the cells in the body to function perfectly. And, I, and you know, I know that the herbs, you know, the herbs help uh, regenerate, you know, um, the cellular integrity, you know, of the body. And that there's something called carnosine, which repairs tissue. And the carnosine eye drops is healing, removing cataracts from uh, animals and people. So is this the turmeric. Eye- so does turmeric. It, it relieves the yeah. inflammation in the eyes that causes yeah. it as a result of cataracts. But go ahead. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, yeah. And people are doing like four to eight drops a day of um, huh. these eye drops, and the cataracts are going away. Wow. And Dr. Robert Young, who's considered the top microbiologist on the planet, who's been on Oprah and CNN and all of that stuff, yeah. has healed, just like you were talking about, the other doctor, uh, thousands of people of diabetes and cancer wow. with his, al- his alkalizing shakes. Um, and um, I forget what I was going to say, but his uh, there was a woman, you know, he has a YouTube video of a woman who had a brain tumor, 
and he put her on a 40-day fast on the green shake, and her tumor was almost completely gone at the end of that 40 days. So there, there is a real, people are open to listening to the connection between what we put in our bodies and the environment that our bodies are subjected to and how, you know, how easily available it is for us to cleanse our bodies and to bring the pH back, the natural pH back to our bodies. You know, we can get rid of any toxins in our body pretty much, yeah. you know, um, and stuff. And, yeah, and with prayer and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and all the other, you know, means, um, you know, that everybody talks about, we can, you know, um, you know, get as much protection as possible technologically and stay on top of what's going on there. Well, I, to me, the psychological, uh, my psychological levels or whatever you want to call it, um, were improved tremendously when I got back into my spiritual area, you know? Amazing. It just, mm-hmm. it not only did the did the um, frequencies not seem to be hitting me the same way, but um, but just my whole attitude and my frequencies, the levels came up. And I think, you know, they're obviously one of their main goals is to bring our frequencies down so they can depress us and, you know, get us to a position of thinking, well, what's the, what's the use, you know? But we can, mm-hmm. we can stay up there. We can keep our frequencies high, I think. Don't you? Yeah, yes, yes, yes. With exercise, yeah, and diet and the supplements yeah. and the juicing and the greens and... Mm-hmm. The, clen- the cleansing and um, the herbs and all of that, yeah, we can uh, raise our frequency. I My frequency dropped pretty low throughout the winter because of what I was um, uh, framed, what I was subjected to, mm-hmm. and I didn't have a lot of control over my environment. Um, but since I've um, been out of that the last three months, I've been... I've been juicing away, and I've been <laughs> exercising and, you know, and eating... Um, you know, my normal diet again and getting my health back and getting, you know, um, getting my blood back to normal, you know, and um, getting my frequency back, you know. Yeah. And um, it's really, really important, and I've really, really felt this because I really did get very vulnerable, you know, much more than I ever have been to the directed energy weapons and the psychic assaults uh, from everybody you know, that was targeting me. And so, you know, it really is very possible, you know, to increase our well-being, you know, yes. with, with just a little bit of, um, you know, research, you know, and share, sharing with each other and actually doing it. And even if, you know, even if we have a bad habit or two, you can still counteract it, yeah. you know, by cle- by cleansing the body with juicing and with the, uh, the supplements, you know, and with... Mm-hmm. Um, lemon and water or or vinegar or whatever people use to alkalize, you know. Just because we have one or two bad habits doesn't mean we need to be in bad health. Yeah. And so And I'm glad to hear that because I still smoke. Yeah, and I like to eat cheese and it gives yeah. me a lot of protein and calcium, but I know it's also acidic to the body, but you know, I do a lot of um lemon juice and, you know, and juicing, you know, and I'm exercising and things like that, so you know, it, yeah. I cleanse it. And, you know, I don't know, you know, I, I wonder sometimes I think, well, is this really doing any good? But I feel pretty good, you know. I mean, I take, I, I, it takes me half an hour to take my supplements in the morning. And I, and I sometimes think, am I overdoing this? I, you know, I don't know, but I do know 
I don't know what I would feel like if I wasn't doing this, you know? So right. I'm going to keep on doing it. Yeah, yeah. And it's important, you know, not to take abuse in our lives, you know, yep. and to stand up for ourselves and to be proactive yep. and to get help, yep. you know. Um, and, and you know, and um, I need to be, um, you know, and to ask for help, too. Yeah. Yeah. And stuff. And to be on top of our resources and our financial resources um, and, you know, um, all of that. I mean, I've been, you know, they're trying to box me in constantly and they attack me through my friends and mm-hmm. through people I, I meet. And there's constant mind stuff, you know, uh, going on um, to discredit me uh, through everybody because they know how effective I am, you know, mm-hmm. yeah. and stuff when I, when I network. And so they're always attacking my friends and my contacts. And, um but so, you know, it's a constant battle. But yep. at the same time, you know, we're on the precipice of a new age and the covert harassment, you know, is an effort just to squelch that and to suppress it. And so we need to keep a vision, you know, and keep our hope yep. and our vision, you know, our vision and our focus together. Yes. And, um, you know, and it's just, it's, I see the battle as being a part of it, mm-hmm. you know, and um, not, and, uh, you know, it's because we're reaching for something higher than we've ever had before. Mm-hmm. You know, we're reaching for a, a state of peace and harmony that, you know, we've never had before in the universe. And there, um, you know, there are people that are so stupid that they think they don't want any. Yeah. And, you know, and or that, or that need to make a buck to pay, put dinner mm-hmm. on the table, you know, and think they can get away with attacking people, you know, people on the planet. And, mm-hmm. Um, you know, you're so stupid to be wasting your time away right now. Yeah. But um, well, I think I think that having money will bring them peace and 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 superior, you know, be superior and be able to have power. And somehow, power to them equals happiness. Little do they know, it doesn't. Mm-hmm. Money and power does not bring you happiness. You know, it brings you more problems. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, I mean, this is just brainstorming, and I know that the higher-ups and I know the leadership that's on top of everything, and I'm aware of all of that. You know, but what if everybody in the military, you know, or or what if, you know, people in, in the corporate world or those that were actually being used by, as puppets yeah. by by the heads of the agencies to instigate the terrorism, to instigate the covert harassment, Mm-hmm. And the control on the planet. What if you know? What if it, in the thousands they, um, what's the word? You know, they said no. I'm not going to do this anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and no, I'm not. You know, you're paying me ninety thousand dollars a year because I need that money. You know, to live in a house with my family and to have a decent life. And so I'm so I'm sacrificing. You know, my morality and my integrity because yeah. I'm letting you di- dictate to me that I'm going to go, you know, I'm going to harm this part of the population, mm-hmm. you know, because yeah. I'm so afraid I won't be able to feed my family. Yeah. And that's the level I'm always seeing these things at, you know, and it's, well, okay, well, why don't you hurry up and go get another job because if you don't say no to this one, you know, then aren't there enough jobs on the planet where you can be making $90,000 a year helping people, you know, rather than hurting people? Yeah, but, you know, 
problem is they would have to also have integrity. Right, exactly, and hold on to your integrity. Yeah, yeah. In the long run, that's kind of what matters. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, Linda. You're a bitch. <laughs> that's good. Um, hey, Linda. No, you're not. We're getting on each other. Perpity, perpity, perpity. Perpity, 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 perpity. What you were talking about with integrity, we mm-hmm. do have somebody who did that, did exactly that. Dave Boyd, you know, it's it, it, incredible to me yeah. because he saw what was wrong. He was in the military. He saw what was wrong. He he caused himself to become a TI yeah. so he could know more about it and fight it, and that's what he's doing. Mm-hmm. But I have to say this: the last time I heard him on, yeah. his his house payment is two months two months behind right now. Yeah, yeah, I don't I don't think we should let him lose that. I don't know how what to do. I don't do GoFundMe because I don't do the. Uh, I don't I don't put business. my card I don't put my card on yeah. either. Yeah, yeah, credit cards and the internet that kind of thing. Yeah. So there's got to be a way though that we as TIs can support him because that guy is chock full of integrity. I'm just impressed with what he's doing and mm-hmm. how he's doing it. And he's a very credible person to be interviewed and um, makes a, a, a really good impression to the, the general public. Because yeah, who he's is very knowledgeable, you know, don't you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. And he does, you know, he doesn't go on and on about um, 20 people following these 40 red cars and that sort mm-hmm. of thing. He mm-hmm. just tells about the technology and what's going on with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, this is the way it is. Just the facts, man. You know, and I think if we could figure out something to do to help him out, because he's got a long way to go. But he's sure put into it. Anyway, that's all I wanted to say. Well, I agree with you. He's doing a very important thing. He is getting notoriety too. You know. Yeah. Cool. Mm-hmm. So to the um, to the general press. I mean, we're a big success. We all started to press. <laughs> Bitch, shut the fuck up. Bitch, back the fuck up. I'm not going to fuck up you. Oh, boy. It's Derek's around. <laughs> <laughs> they have nothing better to do in their time, don't they? Okay, looks like there is too many people unmuted. So uh, we're just going to start this process again. Um a couple of nice ladies were talking. If you want to uh, star eight, I'll unmute your line. Hey, Derek, number one TI in Denver. So Derek Voice was on tonight? Her voice oh. was on tonight? Wait a minute, who was that? Denver. Oh, 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 hey, hey, how you doing? Voice was on tonight? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I missed the show. Yeah, that was, um, okay, sorry, I just, I just uh, caught your question there. Uh, that was Dr. Uh, Seth Farber and um, Tom Griffin. Oh, okay, I'll have to catch it on the uh, on the rerun there. I'll talk to you. Okay. Uh, it's the, and, uh, there's a lot of noise coming from your line. Can I, uh, can I mute you yeah. back? Yeah, go ahead and mute me. Oh, okay. Thanks I got nothing to, I got nothing to say tonight. Okay. Uh, I'll unmute you, okay? 
Okay. Um, Thank you, Derek. All right, so we have about, let's see, looks like it's uh, just four lines open, so uh, that should be okay. Okay. Uh, things have quieted down quite a bit, so uh, we should be all right for a while. So, um, however, if uh, those of you that are here, if you have questions, uh, you can certainly um, start eight, and I'll, I'll meet your line. Malika, are you there? I am. Lonnie, are you there? Oh, Lonnie. Come on, Lonnie. Um, Malika, you're on Facebook, right? Yeah, Malika Von Meister, yes, dear. Oh, I know who you are. Okay. And I'm sorry, what was was your name? Linda. You know me. Linda, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think think we already are friends. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) You never know. I'm trying to, did I talk to you a few months ago? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Okay, yes, okay, that one. Okay, got it. And nice to see you again. Nice to see you too. Thank you. So anyway, keeping ourselves healthy is really important. I agree. If we get unhealthy, our our, our whole, we're going to just be dragged down, right? Yes, yes. And the the stalking and the technology on our bodies and the mm-hmm. implants have a much stronger effect when we don't keep our bodies strong. Yes. I mean, we don't want that stuff on our bodies at all. <laughs> really, really important. Yes. And, um, yeah. Maybe we can have more conference calls, you know, mm-hmm. on this and, um, you know, um, spread the information. I, it's, it's really, really important to spread the information around. Yeah. And I've, I've experienced it so directly myself, you know, because I took really great care of myself and I, you know, got, um, um, you know, attacked for really, really badly throughout the winter I wasn't in a position to take care of myself as well. And, you know, and my health deteriorated. And and I was, you know, I was in a lot of, I almost actually died at one point. Well, I almost died at one point because of all the things that were being done in my body. Um, And I was much more susceptible to the, the psychic and the technological warfare on my body. So, yeah. I'm actually a living, you know, example right now of bringing my health back up, yeah. you know, and... Um, Very valuable you know, information for people that are looking to find a way to feel better, you know? Very yeah. Valuable. Yeah. We just have to, you know, force ourselves, you know, if we're feeling weak or feeling this or feeling that, you know, to... Do some supplements to do bottled water. I think is better than tap water. Oh, me too. Because um, there are toxins in there, and, and and you know any toxin we put in our body, whether it be smoking or tap water or MSG or corn syrup, you know, or even a lot of white sugar, that's additional stuff that our body has to fight. Yeah. So you know it's better to minimize the toxins. You know, and there's um, no judgment. Just min- try to minimize the toxins, toxins and maximize, you know, the, the regenerative foods 
mm-hmm. you know, and and the cleansing, some of the cleansing foods and the alkalizing foods and he- a healthy diet. And don't be, you know, too, you know, um, well, I mean, I don't, um, where it's appropriate, you know, we don't want to starve ourselves either. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, when you look at the movies, <laughs> When you watch like the warriors, like Jean Jean Claude Van Damme, you know, and you know when they have to go into battle, these guys, you know, Russell Crowe and the Gladiator, they build up their muscle strength. You know, they eat, they build themselves up. Right. And I feel I feel like I've been been in battle, and this is the first time in my life, you know, and I got blacklisted a few years ago because of my work, where you know it was like a holocaust, you know, to my life. Yes. And I'm like, oh, my God, you know, and I'm hearing I need to go to martial arts, you know, every week, and I haven't done that. But, you know, I am good at eating and exercising, but I also need to go to martial arts. And, um, you know, I'm in that, and, um, you know, when you go into battle, you have to make yourself strong, and that's what the warriors do. They don't fast. I mean, I know fasting has great properties, and I've I've done it many, 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 many times. But, um, yeah. but I mean, there, I think there's... You just have to see what's appropriate, you know, in the situation. Well, protein, building up your muscles, um, you know, is good. And thank God they just, they're opening a gym right up the street from me on July the 1st. Thank God. I think I'll go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Cardiovascular exercise is important. Yeah. Yeah. Keeps us in shape, keeps our heart in shape, and it keeps, you know, Unwanted fat off our bodies keeps gets our metabolism moving, mm-hmm. and it gets rid of edema and circulatory problems. Yeah, and I um I got kind of I don't know if you know I sort of went for a period where I wasn't really jogging and I'm doing that now and I'm losing some of the weight I gained over the over the winter, and um you know I've had um some edema in my ankles, and I've always been healthy up, but, you know, I'm de- I've been dealing with a lot of adversity from the federal government. Yeah. But um, I'm jogging again now, and, oh, my God, it's just like after one jog, yeah. you know, my, my the shape came back to my ankles. That's how easy it is to heal oh, our wow. body. Yeah. Oh, boy, body's getting shaped so fast. You know, yes. working out with weights so fast. It just is yes. amazing. Yes, yes, yes. It's very, very easy to do. Very, yeah, very yeah. easy. Yeah, and I mean, I don't mean to, you know, make it seem like everything's easy. I'm not saying that, but we really do have a lot of, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot. Uh, there's, go ahead. I said it, there's a lot of things we can do that are really quite simple, straightforward, you know, not complicated. Mm-hmm. We just need to do it, and it's not hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. You know, really not hard. Yeah. Just to do it consistently. <laughs> Can I go back to what you were talking about earlier? You were talking about prayer, and yeah. uh, and then you, when you were talking about the physical things, you were saying, you know, that, that we're in, we're in a uh, a war situation, a battle situation. So we do need to prepare that way. Doctor Hall has said, and I certainly agree with him, mm-hmm. that uh, the the he calls it the combat manual for TIs. Yeah. And it's, it's Ephesians chapter 6, you start with verse 10, and just read. It's all about spiritual warfare and what we have to combat it with. And it lays it out there and tells us how to go about it. So 
prayer is very important to me too. Mm-hmm. And oh, I know. I, yeah. So anyway, that's all. Mm. You're cute. <laughs> I don't mean it to be cute. No, it's just so cute. You you pop in, you say something, and say that's it, bye. You know, I just love it. I know you're not trying to be cute. I just think you you just and you also know that I can go on and on and on <laughs> if, I, if I'm not careful. So that's okay. it. Well, I've never heard you do that. So. Oh, good. You know, if I had listened, if you know, there's some, um, you know, inspiration, some some steps that I needed to take for myself, mm-hmm. you know, last year. And if I had taken them, and and that included going to law enforcement um, about my situation and about something that I witnessed uh, that happened on my behalf, you know, I wouldn't have ended up in you know in other situations. And so what I'm trying to say is, there really is a God watching out for us. And um, um, there really is a divine plan, and there really is a level of protection going on. Yeah. But what's ha- what's hard, you know, is to develop the mastery, you know, or the or develop to practice in these areas of listening, you know, to our bodies, listening to our spirits, listening to the Creator, listening to the masters that we love to worship. And listening to that guidance, you know, because they, yeah. the dark, the, the, um, the mili- the, you know, the, the covert harassment forces do not listen to God and they don't act on what's, on what God's telling them. And if they did, they wouldn't be harming others. But, uh, you know, the level of, um, divine, you know, knowledge and wisdom that, that is available to us by divine right, and we all have access to it. I mean, I, I've had, if I can't get it through my, you know, through my heart because I have so much directed energy weapons on my heart, then I get it from another part of my body, you know. But, mm-hmm. but I've, been, I've been told that we all have, by divine law, we all have, have to have access some way or another, you know, to higher guidance and inspiration. You know, no matter how badly we're being attacked, and um, and so, you know, if I had done a few extra things that I was told to do, it would have kept me out of arm's way, and I know that, you know. So I'm just saying I keep track, you know, of of what I've done and so on and so forth because I know that, you know, that keeps me really clear, you know, and it keeps that, um, I don't know how to say it, that hope, you know, it's like, you know, that keeps the light at the end of the tunnel strong. And um, and if we can learn to listen to our bodies, to listen to our spirits, to listen to okay. you know, to God, to listen to you know, or the masters that we love so much, that'll help us to climb out, you know, of our situations. And it's so much nicer to go towards the spiritual light than it is to get all, you know, involved in all. The, I mean. You know, to get angry about all this, I'd just rather go to my higher power and let him comfort me, and that does happen, right? Yeah, yeah. And people have different, you know, approaches. I mean, some people, you know, are incredibly adept at outsmarting, 
you know, situations and they see what's needed and they go do it and they just get it done. And, you know, my technique is I know that God knows everything and sees the whole map. And so yeah. I do what God God tells me to do as much as possible because I know that will help me traverse over the water, so to speak, or, you know, over whatever's going on because he knows there's a gang stalker over there, there's a gang stalker right. over there, there's black ops over here. But if he tells me to go in this northwest, you know, and I go in that direction, then that'll be, you know, the the highest, most beneficial, you know, path for me and help me get the job done because I'm not giving up on my work. Good for you. You're so right. You know, we don't. We can't see the whole the whole map. We can't see the entire picture. We can only see our little tiny portion. And right, uh, yeah. You know, just we can only see a dot. And but God can see all the around us, and He knows what's going to happen. Yeah, it has really gotten overwhelming. You know, for me, um, and I, I know I have a high calling, and many of us do. And actually, TIs, I've been told, are very, very special people because. Um, I mean, I haven't, you know, I don't know, uh, I don't know, you know, I don't, I don't know a jerk or, you know, a criminal that's a TI. I mean, yeah. I mean, my the TIs are all there are the way showers and the whistleblowers and the spiritual leaders, you know, and mm-hmm. have very, very high consciousness and pure hearts and pure souls, mm-hmm. you know, and. Um, I forgot what I was going to say. Sorry. That's, that's um, okay, but that's probably why the perps want to destroy TIs. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we do have integrity. We do have good souls. We are. We want to help people. We, we'll, you know, we're good people, and uh, mm-hmm. they're not. You know, so they want us, I guess, to be brought down to their level. I don't know. Yeah. Because I do think you know they do. They, it appears that they have um, singled out people that do have integrity. You know. Darn it! I forgot what I was going to say. But you know, I actually had dinner with a gang with one of my gang stalkers a year and a half ago, and I mean, just you know, he was following me from one you know one end of town to another, and he was working with um, another a female and a male that were following me from one end of town to the other and the female and male their car broke down so I confronted them in a in a shopping center parking lot so I tape recorded it with my android I videotaped it and I went up and confronted her and she got very physical on me <laughs> um but you know I you know I intuitively uh when I went away I said when I get done with my peace project, I'm going to have some money, and I would like to offer you money if you come to the other side of the law and help me, you know, give me information, you know, um, to to help it with my situation. Yeah. So uh, two days later, the guy and the girl and the guy in the second car whose car broke down, they intercepted me at Denny's. I was in Denny's. And I was coming out, and they were parked right in front of the front door, and they intercepted me. And um, they dressed like gang stalkers. They were gang stalkers. And one of them might have been federal, 
So I talked to them for a while, and um, they took me up, you know, on my offer, basically. And oh, he wow. had a, yeah, this is, I mean, this is incredible. He had a computer attached to his dashboard. Um, he had a battery, which I've seen with other gang stalkers, on his back seat with things, all kinds of wires hooked into it. He he was very grungy, <clears throat> um, and he had an electrolaser <clears throat> um, on the roof of his car. And we agreed, he and I agreed, uh, he was, like, much more advanced. So I, I think he was, like, federal or renegade federal, um, and we agreed to have dinner the next night. So he actually bought me dinner at Denny's. Uh, we we took photographs of each other, and um, we went out and sat in his. I sat inside of his car, but before we went into dinner, he had an you know he had an electrolaser which looked like a radar detector with three buttons on it. Maybe it was a radar detector converted to a, an electrical weapon um, on the roof inside of his car. And I said, turn the damn that thing off because I'm not going to eat dinner with you while you're attacking with me attacking me. Yeah. So he turned. He turned the knob, and this electrical current that was running through my body from my head down to my feet stopped. Whoa. And, um, you know, then we went in and we had dinner and came back out and sat in his car for 45 minutes. And, um, you know, he was really, really open with me. You know, he actually, he, he said like five different angles towards me. He threatened my life two or three times. But, you know, he also was willing to help me. He said he could help me finish my peace project. I mean, he, he like, had like five different approaches to me. Yeah. Um, and, um, you know, he he was he said I could use his computer. He invited me over to his trailer. He invited me to take a shower, at, you know, downtown. Uh, he invited me to meet him in a public location at the bar so we can continue talking and hmm. All of this, and now the head of Secret Service, who is my head, one of my head perps, who has a phenomenal amount of resources, um, and I believe, anyways, um, is an instigator of a lot of terrorism on the planet. But, but he works for him, and so there was. This is what I felt. He was catching wind of what was, you know, that he was uh, starting to ally with me, and was getting really ticked off about it. So. Um, so he was trying to, the gang stalker was trying to walk both paths, so he started attacking me again, you know, in order to stay in good graces with the Secret Service, and I kind of backed away because that pissed me off. Well, yeah. <coughs> I would be <laughs> I would be pretty upset if somebody... When you know and I shouldn't have... have yeah. yeah. You shouldn't I have... Should well, I mean, my I really felt like I should have, you know, continued to work with him at the time, but, you know, I was way out of my comfort zone. I was actually trying to, you know, trying to locate some friends or some people or, you know, I I wanted some male protection around me because I, I knew that he was dangerous and um, I didn't want to do it by myself. So I was trying to get yeah. some support you know, to show up to meetings with him. And it was way out of my comfort zone to go continue to meet with somebody who was attacking me, you know, uh, you know, who who wouldn't agree to stop attacking me. Yeah. And um, anyways, that's what happened. So. Oh. And it was a scary situation for you, you know. 
Yeah, I was in my power, but at the same time, I knew I had to have my back watched, you know. And yeah. I mean, I felt a certain amount of protection, but we also have to, um, you know, not push it. I mean, you don't want to jump in front of a truck, you know, and we want to use our common sense. Mm-hmm. You know, we want to build up our support, and um, and we all need to um, continue to network, you know, and we need to overlook, the, you know, pettiness. Mm-hmm. and val- value each other's contributions in the community so we can stay together because they want to divide us and so that um, we can't be effective. And we really need to look at that and be um, cognizant, you know, of how we might be are getting influenced to stay away from each other, you know, and um, to, con- to continue to stay together as a community um, we can always try to heal things that have happened because that's real um, and value each other's contributions. I agree. So how have you been? <laughs> oh, perped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've, I've been dealing with Dennis that apparently... Are, are are for sale because have been perped by Dennis for two and a half years and with a pre- procedure that should have taken maybe maybe or maybe five and a half six months. It's two and a half years later and it's not done. And com- considerable damage has been done to my jaw in the meantime. Mm-hmm. And um, so I'm filing a report and filing a complaint with the General Board of California and uh, just taking care of myself. I don't know what else to do. You know, so that's kind of been taking up my time. Other than that, I'm fine. <laughs> Have no teeth, but I'm fine. I'm <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And my dogs are better. They were attacking my dogs for a while. One of them died. She's not better. She died. Bless her heart. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Yeah, and, the, and my little guy that's laying right next to me right now, they got to him and he had a broken. Um, uh, you know those what do you, discs? He had a, a, a one of his discs in his spine blew out, and mm-hmm. they didn't think he was going to walk. But they they operated. It was unbelievably costly, but they did operate on him, and he's walking sort of. Well, he's walking. He, nothing mm-hmm. keeps this guy down. He's a very happy little puppy. But um, other than that, you know, and they followed me to the store and they moved my car. And um, when I come out, it's like hanging out into the into the parking lot, sort of half in the parking space, half out of it. Um, and then when I go to AA meetings, they take things out of my car and then put it back the next day. You know, it's just creepy, you know, just creepy. Mm-hmm. And what am I going to do, run to the police and say, they took some food out of my car? No, you know, I'm not going to do that. I mean, they do things, I think, that that if we reported them, they would sound crazy, you know, um, and they know it. So that's what they do, these little niggly, stupid little things that, um, you know, mm-hmm. let us know. They're letting me know that they're around. Right? They are. Yeah. Right. Yeah, they make our lives miserable, and there's the big things they do and the little things they do, and it's just constant. Uh-huh. And um, it takes, you know, it takes en- our energy, it takes our time, yeah. it takes our attention, it's a pain in the butt. Uh-huh. And, exactly. And they do it deliberately. There's a reason, you know, for everything that they do. They're all trained, um, yep. you know, to do to do these things. 
generally speaking, you know, I'm really good at the nutrition part. Um, the part where I need to improve on is moving my pets out of arm's way when it comes time to do so. Because um, I have had a couple times in my life that I have to honestly admit that I, well, I mean, I had so much adversity and I didn't have the resources, but, you know, where I just needed to find another location to put them while I was undergoing such a holocaust. But I am an expert at, you know, feeding them. And so it's really important, generally speaking, first of all, the government conditions humanity to not feed our pets. And they need a wet diet, a balance of wet and dry food, and bottled water is better than tap water because their immune systems have to fight the toxins in the tap water, and they need to be plump. And when they are dealing with directed energy weapons and psychic, more psychic attacks that, you know, that we, you know, um, you know, that it's really, they also have to be strong. And I can't emphasize that enough. You know, um, when they're plump, you know, the way that they're supposed to be, not skinny and bony, um, the the way the status quo has created them to be so, and even a lot of vets don't even focus on diet, um, then, uh, you know, they can't fight this stuff off because they don't have the energy to do so. So we need to get the animal population plump, you know, and uh, and with a nice, you know, variety of delicious food and nutritious food, and um, you know, and then we don't want them, um, you know, to be in arm's way. So and prayer also will help keep the attacks off of them. Yeah. You know, and and making sure that they're in a safe low, you know, that you know we can be cognizant of you know, where they're at on the property and if they have, you know, something to hide in, you know, if they need to or be under, you know, or or whatever. They just, they need to be well fed and they need to be plump. Um, and, and if it seems critical to move them out of arm's way, if the attacks on us are too strong, yep. you know, and that's where I've needed to improve a little bit, then we need to be willing to do that, you know, yep. so they don't get killed and, uh, <clears throat> I agree. My dogs are plump. Yeah. And they're I mean they're yeah. fairly well fed and and loved, you know, and and I don't I don't let them stay outside by themselves ever, you know. Cuz they'll get hit. Um and yeah, know, and I also think sometimes they look at me and they act like they're afraid of me. <clears throat> I've never hit them. I don't I you know, I'm just really good to my dogs. And but sometimes, and I think maybe that's maybe some maybe they've got B2K themselves, you know. Maybe they're talking to them, and I sometimes think that they talk to them like in because sometimes they act like they're afraid of me. There's no reason for that unless somebody else is hurting them, who sounds like me. I don't. That may sound crazy. I don't know, but you know, I don't know what yeah. else to do. More. Yeah, there, prayer. I think prayer is um, really important. Also, you know, um, you know, for our pets, because when we pray, you know, for protection um, and stuff, we should always include our, you know, our pets as well. Good idea. In that, because that's what I'm. That's kind of what I'm seeing with your dogs. There's other influences around them. You know, there's other negative energetic influences around them. So. Prayer would be uh, really helpful <clears throat> to pray for additional or extra protection for them. I, for me, I don't think you know. I for a long time, for quite a while, I've been saying, "God, would you please 
you know, help me with this. And I finally got it that I think what God does is give us the power to to understand it if we listen to him. It, you know, that mm-hmm. energy, that power. Um, and we suddenly are more aware of what we need to do for ourselves. You know, we can take steps for ourselves if we feel a little braver with that protection. Mhm. Absolutely. What were you saying after you talked about your pet? Because I was going to respond to that. I forget. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Shows you how much I pay attention to me. Well, I get directed energy weapons on my, you know, on me constantly, and they and they kick me out of my body and make me forget what I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. The short-term <laughs> memory is definitely suffering. <laughs> the people in the um in the chat are are giving you suggestions. Uh, American Target says TI should take magnesium, and I think that's so true. TIs. Most of the most of the population of this country is low in magnesium. Well, the world is low in magnesium. I don't know if it's because we're all getting hit with frequencies, or because that does take the magnesium out of our bodies. Mm-hmm. But they have also um, connected magnesium deficiencies with almost every sickness that we we end up with. Is they. Most people have a, a deficiency in magnesium, so the, so they decided that magnesium was an important vitamin supplement, and I think it is. I take it every day. Mhm. That's great. We all need to. Mhm. It also helps you sleep. I'm sorry. It also helps you sleep. Oh yes, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yes. There's a liquid vitamin, what, what was it, liquid um, liquid trace minerals from the health food store. It's in a blue bottle. Yeah. And I fell, in, I fell in love with those. I don't remember the name of the company, but I fell in love with that bottle a few years ago. And I, I would, like, make my alkalizing lemonade, and I would sweeten it with agave <coughs> nectar, um, organic lemons bottled water, and agave nectar, and my favorite organic fruit. And I would put a drop of these liquid trace minerals, which has, I don't remember, one or two hundred liquid trace or trace minerals in it. Um, and I want, I'm just reminding myself right now to, you know, go get it as soon as I can. Um, I just love that. And it was, you know, very, very nourishing to get all those trace minerals, yeah, um, yeah into the body. Yeah, I think liquid usually does get into your body better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the purer, yeah, the purer yeah. it is and the purer the company, definitely. Yeah, whatever. I take minerals. I take trace minerals, but not liquid form. I'll look for that at my health food store. Thanks for the information. Yeah, I'm, I'm remembering a long time ago, like 15 years ago, a doctor told me to take magnesium and selenium. Yes, selenium, um, yes. Yeah. That takes the heavy metals out of you really well. 
letting him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made a huge difference when I did take those supplements. Yeah. I never stopped, so I'm not sure I feel better. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure how I would feel if I didn't take them, but so I'm going to keep taking them. And the and the, talk, and the chat goes quiet. <laughs> mhm. Oh, there's pirate. There's Mikey. Lonnie, do you take vitamins, supplements? I know you're unmuted. Uh, yes, ma'am, I do. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Do you? Good. Most of the ones you talk about, yeah. Good. And one thing I started taking about 15, almost 20 years ago, which was yeah. very beneficial, was uh, melatonin because I I was delivering papers in the middle of the night, and then I would get up and go substitute, teach, and, you know, your um your sleep cycle just gets all messed up, so I took it for that. Yeah. But now I've heard, you know, lately, and then I, I just kept going with it. As you get older, too, you uh, yeah. don't manufacture as much or something like that. But And then I read that it does protect brain cells, so I'm very yeah. grateful for having had, had to take it so early. You know? Yeah. I just started about a year ago. I wish I'd taken it earlier, too. I was glad I did, not knowing what was coming. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it does help sleep. I'm I stopped taking valerian root. I've been taking so many things to sleep. And I uh-huh. stopped taking valerian root, and I think I feel better. Do you really? Yeah. I'm gonna I, stop think... doing... I may try that for a while then, too. I have been taking it. I don't yeah. like the way it smells. Oh, but God. I... <laughs> it's like dirty tennis shoes, isn't it? It's like your dirty feet. I don't know. Yeah. Not not good, not good anyway. Not good at all. Very attractive. <laughs> We're hoping it doesn't like come out of our pores and we walk around smelling that way. Oh, that's true. Yeah, I do like I do like tryptophan <laughs> because it um uh, it's just part of my nightly pill. I have to be careful though. One day I remember I was I was really dragging all day and I thought, what did I do? I had reached in and taken my night pills instead of my day pills. And I don't take anything that's medication like that, you know, for sleeping or anything, anything really much. And uh, so, but that was funny though, because it does work. Whatever I'm taking seems to work. Well, apparently, yeah, you felt horrible. (laughs) You're dragging all day, apparently, to you. I was. So I thought, okay, they're good for me. Yeah, it's working. I keep mine, I keep my. My morning on one side of the room and my nighttime on the other side of the room, so I can't. <laughs> Good idea. Well, I yeah. keep it on one side of a, a certain spot, you know. But but it, it was um, I goofed up that morning. I really yeah. goofed up. Well, I think chlorella must be very good for us because mine is missing. I just bought a big bottle of it and it's gone. Oh I, no! Well, when things disappear, you know that. They don't want you doing that, you know? I guess so. I just want to irritate you. Maybe that's it. Maybe, yeah. 
I also have I have little flip locks on my. These are good little locks. They they don't look like they're a big deal, but flip locks that you can screw into the um, the molding around the door, <coughs> the uh-huh. casing, and then you flip it over and it keeps the door from opening. And, yeah. And they're really, you know, I figured, well, what the heck? I've got like nine locks on my doors, and um, I didn't put it on one on my door between my garage and my house uh, because I locked my garage door. So I figured, but you know, I didn't think about the window that's in the garage. Um, and the other day, my uh, my alarm was off when I came home. It, I set it when I left, and it was not set when I got home. And the only door in the house that had been opened was the one without the slip lock. So oh, I, uh, well, I ordered another one, and it came all bent. <laughs> it was you should be able to get those just at, the, at a regular hardware store. Yeah. Because I've gotten them before, too. Yeah, and they're and very handy. With those on, yeah. They're good. So, they are good. Yeah. Hard um, for them to get around that. Yeah, it is. Without being very um, leaving evidence. And that they don't like to leave evidence. You know. exactly. so. <laughs> I also duct tape them closed to be on the door. You know, when uh-huh. I flip it over, I duct tape it. And just for the heck a good idea. As much, I, for me, I'm very low tech. And um, I, I think anything I can dream up on my own is something different than what they would consider, you know, that I might do. Yeah. So I love to pull a surprise to do once in a while. I have my little creative ways too. I, yeah. have, I put my I put a padlock at my front door. You know, I I lock the deadbolt and all that, and then I, and I have a hasp lock back there, and I put a padlock through the little thing, and then I wrap it up in colorful duct tape, and then I paint a little bit of this and that on it. You know, which I doubt yeah. that they can repeat. You know, and then I take mm-hmm. a picture of it. <laughs> exactly. So you know, yeah. you know, good for you. Yeah, we need to keep them out. We we need to stay sane. Mhm. Well, I think we might be boring everyone. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder how many. Usually, there are a bunch of people on here, but yeah. there aren't very many people talking tonight. So I don't know what's going on. Um, well, there are quite a few people, but there a lot of them are are um. Muted? Oh, that too. Yeah. Maybe they just want to be unmuted. 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. I come on to these calls and think I'm just going to listen all night, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not always happening. Well, and then somebody like, like Linda says, hey, Lonnie, come on and talk. <laughs> no, that's all right. That's okay. Um, I, I may call you, too, because I did want that article. I don't know whether he's going to put it on, heard heard us talking about that, but um, you have my email address, too, I think. Yes, I do. Okay. If if you can put it in that, well, then I can I, put it yeah. next time I go. I can do that as soon as I can find it. I have, like, okay. 1,500 unread emails. <laughs> I know. Me too, oh, and yeah. I don't. I only check it about every two weeks. Yeah, so it definitely piles up. I've got to do something. Well, everybody that you ever emailed, or ever, every every site you ever went to that you know required your email, it's all on. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, 
it's all over. You're going to get 101 emails from them and their friends. You know? Oh, yeah. That's right. I think there are about 60 people on here. There's a lot of people. For us to be the only two talking right now. <laughs> You know, can I can I um, add something before the call ends? Oh, sure. Is this Malika addition, again? Yeah. So, sorry? Is this Malika again? Yeah, yeah, it is. Oh, cool. Okay. Hey, Lonnie. I just Bye. wanted to mention before the call ends that, you know, where it might be really difficult um, or um, seems impossible to heal something physical because a, a lot of us have physical stuff, you know, like heart, heart stuff, stroke stuff, um, fibromyalgia, whatever. But um, I haven't, you know, I've been gifted with um, faith healing, but and I just want to say this because I'm sure that all of us have had experiences or witnessed experiences, but I want to remind everybody, you know, that this stuff is real and where maybe we feel something is beyond our ability to heal with herbs and supplements and exercise and diet and stuff like that, like, uh, you know, I don't know, anything, um, you know, we can call on, you know, the Creator or Jesus or whoever we work with to do some miraculous healing. And I've had these experiences. Um, when I um, broke my foot, and I think it was covert harassment, but anyways, back in 2002, I was on crutches for three months, and being on a crutch, it was a really bad break. The ball of my foot, foot was almost completely severed in two. And um, I, and in the three months I was on a crutch, I uh, got a curved, you know, spine for the first time in my life, which is so out of my perspective because I've been so into health my whole life. I've never really been out of health. So anyway, so I laid, I, I haven't really used, the gift that was given to me um, enough to know what I, you know, what God can do through me or can't, but I have had a few experiences. So I laid on the carpet on my back and I asked God, I said, God, please miraculously, would you please miraculously heal my back? And within 60 seconds, I felt that curve curve in my back straighten up. Whoa. And and I have had um, I've had some a handful of experiences like this with bones, <laughs> and I actually have had um, the Reiki masters do a couple of miraculous things with me. But I have had a couple of um, pets, um, you know, um, their bones fused together, yeah. and um, I've had that happen within a minute when I've asked God to miraculously heal that. And um, and sorry, I'm just I'm a little dehydrated. And between that and the energy weapons, thoughts come in and out of my head. That's okay. What we else all do I was going to say, but but um, but yeah. So this is real, you know. And so you know, we can u- we can use this. We can call upon this. Oh, yeah, I agree. Oh, I mean, I, oh, this is the other thing I was going to say. I was uh, doing sighting on houses when I first moved into Colorado uh, with somebody, with my boyfriend, um, who was a builder. And I was on the roof of the house, and normally I put my tool, tool belt on my waist, and I can handle that. But he wanted me to put the tool belt um, where guys put it on my hip, and my my body couldn't handle that weight on that part of my body. 
So I completely, my hip or something in my hip or something totally went out that day while I was on the roof of this house in Durango, Durango, Colorado. And the Reiki masters immediately came to me and boom, they just put it back. They put my hip back hip back together instantly and um you know i was so incredibly sore i mean it took an hour for me just to get up and go to the bathroom that night because i was in that much pain but they took care of the big thing and then i just had to sort of heal the stiffness (coughs) you know know, after that yeah but there there is a lot of magic afoot and um you know we we can um pray for that i agree i agree with them amazing things happen, have happened in my life over the years when I got close to my higher power. It does. That's awesome. I have to tell him that if it's his will. I'll pray for, I've been praying for this mess to go away for about 15 years now. You know? Yeah. Uh, I do believe he has a plan. Yeah. And I want to be part of that plan. Yeah. So if he decides, you know, that um, I will be suffering. He suffered. And um, I believe part of my suffering has to identify with him in his suffering. And I will also be resurrected as he was resurrected. So um, it's it's part of becoming more like Christ for me. Because that's what he said. In fact, I found a, uh, I just read across the scripture not long ago, and it said his church will have to suffer. Christ will have to suffer through his church for a while longer. And uh, I believe a lot of things are happening now. And I'm you need to shut the fuck up. Oh, hey, Derek, he's back. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Hello. And he's charming. Oh, is he so? Really? Yeah, lovely. That's okay. I would expect him to try to try to um, yeah. mess up what I was trying to say, but I got it good. So. You made it. You made it this time. <laughs> yeah, you got through. We got you. Okay. <laughs> it came through loud and clear. I think, um, I think maybe some of this is to push us closer to our higher power, that energy, God, whatever we want to call it, you know, I think, or whatever we can deal with. Um I think maybe it has something to do with that because I know I needed to. I was not going to survive this, you know? No, me too. And I used to want to save the world. I really did. I mean, I thought huh? I could get out there and, and make signs and, and and stop nuclear power and stuff, stuff like that, you know. Yeah. I would think, okay, we can stop this stuff. And I believe this has let me know, Lonnie, yeah. I'm not God. You're not God, Lonnie. I am. <laughs> Exactly. Closer and just kind of nestle within his arm rather than trying to take care of it all myself, you know. Yeah, exactly. I love that nestle in his arms. I was at an AA meeting Thursday morning, and it's a a, a 20-minute meditation and (laughs) and basically getting getting closer, connecting more strongly to your higher power. And, um, boy, I'll tell you, in the middle of that, with the whole room meditating together, you know, it was like the power was very strong. And I felt, I felt like safe arms around me almost, you know. It was such a wonderful feeling. And the feeling of God was palpable. You could almost feel it, you know, with your hands. It was 
so sick and so wonderful. And I felt safe ever since. I'm glad. I'm yeah. so glad. He's very real. Um, yeah. 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 Very real. Very. And right there, if we want, if we need help, we can, and we can get close and let go of our egos and let go of thinking that we're God, because I have that problem too, you know, Lonnie. Um, okay. You know, gonna fix the world. I just know it. Um, you know, and let him be God as he is. You know, let him do his own job. Um, yeah. I think that's when he steps in. That's when we get our help from him. I do too. I definitely do. Have to let go of our own. Thinking we get to run the world because we can't, and we have to ask for help too. Because I hear, um, and I won't, I won't say this too much, Derek. I haven't mentioned it yet tonight, but the Galactics <laughs> tell me to tell people that they want humanity to pray for help, and they have the technology to protect us from absolutely anything. But also, Jesus comes to me and says, "I want people to ask me for help." <laughs> like, okay. I got to get a word in edgewise, and when you know my 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 uh, harassment situation has affected my heart, you know, and I wasn't in a position to help myself because I I was in a controlled environment um, by force and not legally, but you know Jesus actually put His hand in my heart, you know, and He held my heart up and He held my lungs up and He did it on more than one occasion. Beautiful. Yeah. It was always there. Yep. Yep. Yeah. You know, I don't get television, but there was a guy, he's an actor, and, and the, the scene that they uh, they played on the radio was where he and, I think he was working for whoever the um, president was. It's Jessica, Jessica Lang, I think, plays, anyway. And her, he and her daughter are sitting there and they're going to pray. Okay, well, to me it was offensive because they said, okay, okay, let's get down, let's pray. What they were praying for was that uh, that her mother could be the first woman president. <laughs> I thought, oh my. Oh my. Well, oh my. but the actor, I thought, oh, this, this guy is going to be awful. But he said, no, he, was, he said, I was raised in church. And he said, there is nothing. He said, you go through times as you grow up and you, you make your you understand that uh, you're you're an individual, and God knows you as an individual. And whatever He was saying was, you make your place. You know where your place is with Him. And He said, "There's absolutely nothing, considering what's going on in the world. There's nothing better than knowing that there is a God who loves you." And that is that's what counts, I think, just for us to know He does love us, even though people are messing things up right now. He He's very loving. Yes. <laughs> you felt it. That's wonderful. Well, this is not a punishing God. You know, I don't think I don't think God has ever been a punishing God. I think he loves us no matter what. Yeah, well, there's judgment. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's judgment for these people who don't, who reject him. Yeah. You said it. You know, I have to, I have to say it to well, you. I I, re- I rejected him for a long time because I was raised in a very hypocritical home that was all about Jesus and everything, and at the same time, very lot of dysfunction, anger, and abuse. you know. So my God was not. I didn't really want to know that God. So it took me a while, you know. But I, I don't blame you at all. Yeah. But 
uh, try not hey, to blind hey, God. We have, about, we have about 10 minutes left in the call. Okay. Uh, those that uh, may have a call that they um, they want to open after this one, uh, now will be the time to come forward. Uh, we have about, I'd say, about uh, 10 minutes or less um, left in this in this call. Okay. Is Ella still here? I think she left. Is Ella still on? Was Ella on? I didn't know. Yeah, yeah, maybe Karen's here. Is Karen? Mm, yeah, Karen's here. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, in addition to the spiritual protection going back and forth here, because I, I want to reiterate it, I don't, um, you know, if we put prayers out for help, you know, our spirit guides are the creator, the masters that we work with, you know, there are so many um, uh, skilled people with resources on the planet, whether they be on, you know, um, satellites or maybe they're martial arts teachers, you know, or warriors, you know, that are on the other side of the planet. And they can hear the calling. So if you need some extra psychic protection one day or if you need uh, some covert harassment blocked, you know, I mean, I I work in this level. It's not the only level I work on, but I do work with this level all the time. And, um, you know, the creator can get the intention of anybody that's listening, you know. And there are good people around. There are good people on satellites. There are good people in the federal government. There are good people in the United Nations. You know, there are good people around the world. There are good masters in India. There are good Christian, you know, I mean, I I didn't mean it that way, but, I mean, there are good masters, you know, that are very, very trained to the warrior arts, you know, and um, and that love to watch people's backs. And, um, you know, or maybe there's some, what I meant to say is maybe there are, you know, some ministers that can hear the calling, you know, um, that are on the other side of the world or something like this that could put out, you know, that are willing to give their help, you know. And God can get their attention, and um, this is real. Mm-hmm. I mean, this stuff, this, this stuff is real. And I, I've, I work with this, you know, all the time. Because, okay, well, somebody on the other, you know, side of the world needs my help. Okay, I'm available. Or maybe some very wealthy person that's retired, you know, that has a lot of resources and a lot of contacts you know, is willing to, um, you know, put forth some help. And uh, and Dr. Robert Young, I meant to mention this because I didn't want the, um, to, um, he wrote the book, The PH Miracle, and he's quoted as saying, um, he said, he's the one um, that has, or he has healed thousands of people of cancer and diabetes. He says, Cancer cannot exist in an alkaline body. Uh-huh. I've heard so that. it really is. Yes, you really. It is easy to. I mean, it is. You can get rid of it. <clears throat> um. Oh, oh. We've. How many holistic doctors have been knocked off lately? That's 
really scary, I think. Doctors that had come up with um, cancer, you know, cancer cures, and they are suddenly dead. Going on a lot lately. Another, a cheery little note to at the end of this call. So there's something to it, obviously. You know, big pharmacies do not want uh, us to have a cure for cancer. But I think they're not going to be able to get away with that much longer. Does that make sense? Can you say that again, sweetie? I'm sorry. That's okay. No, um, there have been a lot of naturopaths, doctors that have come up with, with natural cures for cancer, and they have yes, been found sir. dead. There are something like 28 doctors, natural people that are involved in, in natural ways of healing, and are right, all right, right. Yeah, and they've been killed. Oh, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 I mean, they they attacked Lynn Horowitz, you know, and they came after James Gilliland at the Seti Ranch, and mm-hmm. I don't know if Dr. Robert Young is as public as he used to be, and you know, they came after our yeah. health. So yeah, it happens. Yep, it does, unfortunately. But they can't keep doing that. It's becoming too obvious. No? Is there some way to get a list of those those doctors? I've heard that a lot. Yeah. Is there some way to get a list of those doctors and their stories? Yeah, that would be- <laughs> yeah, I've got it somewhere. It's on it's on Facebook a lot. Oh, okay. There's a an, um, a doctor who has a blog called, I think it's called HealthNet. The health net, and she's uh-huh. keeping track of all that, and okay. um, you know names them and and talks about how they how they were killed, and yeah. they suppose that they are committing suicide, but it's highly mm. suspicious. You know, rarely does someone shoot themselves in the chest. You know, usually they do it in, the, in their in their head. Right. Exactly. Yeah. One guy, mm. one guy died by a, a gun a gunshot in his chest. That was the first one, really. And it's mm-hmm. continued. Gary. Gary is somebody who's who's you know paid their paid their dues, been having a life trying to help people, and and find something new and wonderful to help people with, and they die for it. That's yeah. so bad. Really. I wanna I wanna put the possibility out there though because because I'm a spiritual healer so I'm always connected on that level yeah. that, you know, no matter how famous the whistleblower or how famous, you know, the doctor is, I think yeah. um I think, you know, we all need to be careful and um and I really do feel there's a path of protection, you know, if we're meant to stay alive and we calculate, you know, where our protection lies, you know. Yeah. And we do what we can to protect ourselves. I really, um, you know, do feel that we are here to do something, and we yeah. do have a divine calling, all of us. So, uh, and if we're careful, and we know, you know, um, we're going to be protected, um, you know, and like maybe, you know, okay, well, I I feel uh, inspired, you know, inspired to write a couple of books okay, well, you know, am I going to be protected or is the government going to try to take me out for getting this information out? You know, um, and... Um, Good point. Good point what you're saying. I, what I said was a little scary. Sorry. Oh, no, 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 no. It's, it's, um, 
yeah, it's just I'm just, you know, taking this opportunity to share, you know, yeah. some of these some of these principles. Yeah. No, that no, but what what I got with what you were saying is there's a lot of information out there, and um, you know, on cancer and cures for it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> big business is alive and well, and you know, they will they will do almost anything to protect their profit line. Unfortunately, you know. I'm thinking of pharmacy companies, pharmaceutical companies. Yeah. Why do I feel like singing Good Night Irene? Because <laughs> we're going to close down soon, I think. I don't know but one verse. <laughs> Good, <laughs> night. Good night. Good night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't think that has a whole lot of words. I think that's pretty much it. Good night, Irene. Good night. I think that's about it. That is it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, who is that that used to just keep bowing? Over and over and over <laughs> until the um, it was that uh, that was Michael Jackson, wasn't it? When he was a little boy, what do you think? He used to jump out in front of his brothers and take the show. It just said the kid, yeah. And then he kept bowing, and then he would bow some more, and then he would bow some more. Yeah, you know, just keep, yeah. Just keep. <laughs> I don't know. Bonnie, you gotta get you gotta get a computer. You would love you would love some some of the stuff that's on Facebook. I know, hon. I have a computer and I had Wi Fi and I don't want Wi Fi. So I just won't get it unless they offer me something else up here. And so I just go to the library. I like my computer. I like to yeah. do artwork. And then when I you know, I like to uh use my, my printer is something I like more than my computer. Yeah. You know? But um, there's many things I can do with it. I use it a lot. I have to make things for the church and a big sign. I had to paint a big sign. So the things I do that appeal to me on the computer that other people, you know, aren't as interested in. So uh, I just get it out when I need it. Yeah, well, maybe you don't want to talk about what kind of a computer you have. I know that Macs are often, often the computer of choice for artistic people. I wish I had started. I didn't. All I did when I got my first computer was back, what, uh, almost about 20 years ago, I just went to Walmart <laughs> and I got, a, um, you know, a, um, a Microsoft yeah. one, you know, yeah. and Windows, whatever, Windows, I guess it was. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. And um, um, what I did was I went to, because I hadn't had any training or anything, yeah. I went to the... Um, I went to the guy who gives lessons, and I said, I need a lesson. He yeah. said, okay, I can come to your house, and I can stay for an hour, and it will cost so much. But what I want you to do is go home and just plug it in, turn it on, 
and then call me if you want to. He said, play with it for about a week and see. And I've never called him. So I, I can, what I don't know how to do, I get a little book out and, and uh, work on it. But what I don't know how to do are the technical things that the librarian would know that I wouldn't want to know anyway. <laughs> yeah. I don't yeah. think it's my mind with too much, so the artistic stuff. But I do wish I had uh, started with with uh, uh, Macintosh. They're so user-friendly. Yeah. So simple. You know? Graphically, they started with the graphics. But yeah. what I, the one long, long time ago, I didn't have one then, and I wasn't even in the market for one, but they had, in, let's see, what they call it, Infomart at, um, in Dallas. Yeah. And so I would go on Saturdays, and they, they would have the Atari group in one room and, uh, you know, Macintosh in the other room and somebody else in another room. And the Atari group had so much going that was really beautiful colors, and they had more colors than anybody else at the time. So um, I kind of wish they had kept going. I don't, what happened to them? I don't Did they know. Something else or what, but that would have been fun, I think. But. Yeah. Yeah, but you love Facebook. I'm I'm watching this little this little video of a of a mama mama horse who just gave birth to a little little foal and oh, really? um, so cute little foals running around all excited. <laughs> it's just yeah. you'd like that stuff. I think you like animals, right? Yeah, I yeah. You like it. Did you ever see that? I do. Uh, I do. Did you too? Yeah. Did you ever see that thing where all the giraffes are? Walking down the spiral, and they and they get to the pool, and they start you know turning flips and uh, and dive into the water. No. Oh, what? Where did I see that? Just put in giraffe on giraffe on YouTube, and see yeah. if that, that comes up. It is so funny because <laughs> you, you just don't expect that to happen. How they did it, I don't know, but it's funny. <laughs> Yeah, there's a lot of cute stuff on here. Um, line. But that's why you can't believe it all. <laughs> you know, people can make up so much. Graphically, <laughs> too. Yeah. But it's so cute. You, you, cutest little videos about puppies and kittens and, you know, yeah. adorable stuff. Nice to watch. Yeah. I think you'd love it. And a lot of information about about stocking and you know what's going on. A lot of information on here about that. That's cool. Well, a lot of that's on YouTube. I don't know how yeah. I get there. How you know where it starts and where it ends up, but uh, there's a lot on there. Yeah. Um. And some of the people, you know, Curtis, Curtis, uh, is it Matthew? He's got a lot on there. And. Um, some of the speakers that we've had, I can just go to YouTube and they've got a really interesting uh, interview. So, yeah. Pretty good. Only thing is, so what I was reading the other night, we're not supposed to look at that blue light when it's dark all around it, you know. And that's when I'd like to turn it on in the, uh, at night sometimes. So uh, probably not a good idea. <laughs> no. You mean the blue light from the from the cell phone? From the cell phone, yeah. And that was what that I was reading that article on your call the other night, uh-huh. and then I, but um, it it was just in my newspaper 
so it was right after I'd heard something from uh, NPR radio, and they were talking about how um, it can do damage to your eyes. And they said especially if you just use one eye because the people that were testing would wake up at night and turn it on and look, you know, and, you know, mess around with it or something. And she said, usually I'm laying down and one eye is covered by the pillow, you know, so the oh, other one is the one. And that said, uh, it can do damage that can that can bother you later uh, in the macular de- degeneration, you know, yeah. realm. So yeah. you don't want that. Boy, you sure don't. No, I'll be more careful about that. Yeah. Well, that's why I take my Occupides every day. They've got good vitamins out there for eyes. And lutein. Lutein, I was Uh reading. It's good. Um, It has it. I've got my list here. I forget what I take. And if I (laughs) I run out, you know, and and I don't, I'll I'll forget. I'll think, now, am I not taking that anymore? Exactly. Later, I'll think, "Uh uh-oh, okay. I do the same thing. And then I, I put them back in the same little, I, I keep them in little plastic bins. And, and I'll put the empty bottle back to try to remember to make sure that I order it again. Uh-huh. You know? <laughs> I don't order it. <laughs> yeah. It's 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 difficult. It's a real chore sometimes. Yes, it is. A half an hour in the morning, it's like, oh, man. You know, do I really want to do that? 